What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 161, and it's one of our prestigious Patreon poll winning episodes. We're talking the almighty God of War for the PlayStation 2. This, uh, this bad boy won our poll last month. I sat down and played through it over the last couple of weeks. I should note quickly that I played the PS3 HD collection version, but from what I understand, aside from like some aesthetic improvements and stuff, it's it's the same game. Uh, and it was good. It was pretty good. I don't know if I loved it. I know I didn't love it, but I, it was good. It was very good. Uh, also, thank you to Adam, not me, but Adam from our community for the copy of the game. Very generous and very, very much appreciated. Uh, all I had played of the God of War series prior to this was the PS4 game. And everyone was telling me, yo, the original, it's not like that. It's not like the PS4 game. And I knew that going in. I expected different. Um, I will say I'm glad that they changed the recipe for the God of War series with the PS4 game because I think that it's one of the greatest video games ever made, quite frankly. Uh, but it was really cool seeing where the franchise started, going back in time. If you don't know, if you're newer to the show, uh, our Patreons vote for a game every month and they're games that I did not play. Because much like everybody else, no one played everything. And you know what? When I launched Remember the Game, I was like, yo, I've I've played a lot of video games. This I think I hit most of the heavy hitters. And holy ass have I learned how many video games I've missed out on over the years just since I started the podcast. And this was one of them. Um, and it was really cool. I, I really enjoyed it. This was fun. This was a fun trip down, uh, not memory lane, but maybe forming memory. That... God, this show sucks. Uh, my childhood chum, Daniel, returns to the podcast this week as my guest, and we talked about what we liked and didn't like about the debut of Kratos, who I do like. And we'll get there in just a minute, because speaking of stuff people both like and don't like, it's time for yet another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. Consider this your warning. Our intros are fairly beefy, 30, 40 minutes long. But, li- but listen, listen, they don't suck. They're fun. It's like, it's like our intros are like when you're sitting at the airport having a pre-flight beer before your vacation. I know there's a few people that are like, just get me on the plane and get this over with. But most of you are like me. You just get drunk and don't care anymore. That's just get drunk and listen to our show. Uh, we have merchandise. We have all kinds of merchandise, hoodies, t-shirts, coffee mugs, stuff like that. All rocking badass art drawn by my man Joe over at 4545creative.com. Show him some love because the art's the, it's really impressive. Not only is there a Remember the Game merchandise, but we've launched our video game mashup lineup. I'm wearing my Magnus shirt, which is a combination of a certain red armor wearing intergalactic bounty hunter and a certain blue armor wearing bomber that steals other people's uh, abilities and i really think it looks awesome so you can see all of it at remember the game podcast dot in dot com dot remember the game podcast dot interested uh go to remember the game podcast.com if you're interested in just checking out our merch it's a great way to support the show uh we have more ideas coming down the pipe because joe is one talented motherfucker he keeps drawing we have a couple more designs that might be popping up in the coming weeks here including something for sega fans not saturnian related but something sega related that i think fucking is awesome uh and of course if you don't like clothes you can always just support us on Patreon. It's only two bucks US a month, and you get so much fucking value that it should be illegal. 
Like you get two additional podcasts every week. You get exclusive access to both my gaming news show game patch every single Friday and my gaming discussion show expansion pass every single Sunday. You'll also get instant access to dozens and dozens and dozens. There's over a hundred, I think, uh, previous bonus podcasts sitting in there. And if you're thinking there's a ton of gaming news podcasts out there already, I agree. That was why I launched game patch because they don't have to be boring like why can't it just be an idiot gamer with no inside connections just talking about what's happening and like that's that's all game patches it's people seem to not hate it uh and then expansion pass is my favorite we talk about random gaming topics this past sunday we actually did a q a episode it's been a long time so i answered questions from the community about just about everything including video games i was completely honest and transparent i thought it was a lot of fun people seem to enjoy it uh as is becoming tradition here's a quick sneak peek of last sunday's expansion pass ask adam anything Joe LeBlanc wrote in and said, I'm not sure if it fits here, but since I just finished all 30 seasons of The Simpsons available on Disney+, Plus, holy Christ, and you look like a big fan yourself, I'll play a game called Keep One, Remake One, and Kill One. You keep a character as is, you change the personality of one, and you kill one. Let's do this with my three favorite characters, Ned Flanders, Mr. Burns, and Moe. And who are your favorite characters? Uh, Moe is, Mo is my favorite character. Moe's my favorite character, Krusty, Chief Wiggum, and uh, actually, Principal Skinner is pretty fucking... Those are probably my favorite. Moe is my favorite character, though. So I could keep a character as the same. Uh, I would keep Moe the same because I just adore Moe. And I don't feel there's any need to change Moe because I love him. He's my favorite. Um, if I could change the personality of one, I would change the personality of Mr. Burns. And I would just take him back to old school, vintage, glory years of The Simpsons evil Mr. Burns instead of the fucking... 108 year old baby that he's become in the modern episodes where he's just a goofy loser and then i would kill off ned ned flanders and i like ned flanders a lot but i would kill ned off so that he could be with Maud up in heaven so that was last sunday's episode and now for this weekend episode 72 um i think i'm thinking about talking sports games and it's not gonna be like a review or a ranking but just how the sports game ecosystem has changed over the last 35 years, kind of why I stopped playing most sports games, what I would like to see happen to them moving forward, what would draw me back in. Because for a while, they were probably my favorite genre aside from platformers. I played tons of sports games. And then I just kind of got sick of them and, and bailed kind of cold turkey. So I don't want to call the episode how to fix sports games because they make money hand over fist. I don't think they need to be fixed per se, but I might call it something like why I stopped playing sports games or just sports games or just we can kind of vent, talk about that ecosystem, what we think they should change and blah, blah, blah. That's the idea I'm kicking around in my head anyway. So again, two bucks, get you instant access to all those plus new ones, plus access to our Discord, the chance to vote in our Patreon poll. You can submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts. You can DM with me and you get a shout out. Here on Remember the Game and get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest Patreon supporters, Noah Bleem, Hostel Badger, Thomas Hansen, Stefan, and Zach Shepard. Thank you all so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries. Dude, we're over 350 now. We were at 200 like four months ago. Now we're over 350. We're climbing toward 400. I'm beyond words. Thank you all so much. Patreon.com slash Remember the Game if you're interested in supporting little old me. Uh, and then I stream on Twitch. You can look for me, member the game. I don't collect. So I, I turned down affiliate status. I'm not out for your money. I'm not collecting your subs. 
I just stream on there when I can and just hang out. So if you follow me, it's free. It'll tell you when I'm on there. And I have a P.O. box. You can find the address at the rememberthegamepodcast.com. Shoot me a postcard or a letter or something. I'll shoot you one back and we'll be friends. And just before we get into the actual intro, dude, I was looking at the charts today because I'm I'm an egotistical psycho who has to look at the podcast charts. Dude, like we're ranking in the top like 30 of the leisure like we're in the top 10 to 15 of video games. We're in the top 30 of leisure podcasts, which includes a ton more topics. We're ahead of podcasts from Kind of Funny, from IGN. We're ahead of Retronauts. And I'm not saying that, I mean, I am partially saying that to suck my own dick, but I'm also just saying it because like, I'm just a dumbass that doesn't know what he's doing. And this is, I, not a day goes by that I don't wake up humbled and appreciative of our listeners and what we've built here. So Fucking incredible. Thank you all so much. I appreciate it. Uh, and that's enough blowing myself. We'll blow some of you with blowing in the cartridge. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we do, in fact, call this segment blowing in the cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. <laughs> Let's blow a makeshift mallow money is our first blower this week who said, hey, Adam or Andy or whatever A word you are, uh, just for the record, um, one of our listeners, Dave McGee, found a really cool article that listed me in the top five. It's, it listed Remember the Game in the top five video game podcasts that you should be listening to right now. And it wasn't like a spam article. It was like a real article. It felt nice. Uh, but the, the author called me Andy halfway through the article he called me adam to start then called me andy halfway through so if you guys want to call me andy or any variation of that now you're more than welcome and yo if you're listening to this and you were the one that wrote that article i can't find a way to get hold of you yell at me member the game at gmail.com get a hold of me i'd just like to thank you for naming us that's really cool so anyway makeshift money said you mentioned you were playing the back for blood beta this past weekend i'm wondering what you think of betas in general do you like playing a half-baked version of a game as like an appetizer or do you prefer the main course when it's all done see i'm not the only one that drops food Food fucking metaphors on this podcast you're all just as food obsessed as i am and to answer your question makeshift this was legitimately the first beta i've ever played in my entire life ever and i only played for about two hours um normally i do feel like that i would i'll just wait for the main course and then i'll play it but i've been so fucking excited for back for blood and i wanted to see it's nice too because i don't have to pay for it it's on game pass i'm just gonna play it on there but i wanted to see if it you know lived up to the left for dead legacy that it left because if you don't know if you're newer to the show i don't play a lot of online games but i adore the left for dead series and uh, i thought the back for blood beta was fun the big problem with that's hard to say the back for blood beta the big problem with the back for blood beta in my opinion was just i wasn't playing it with my friends i was playing it with random people and back for blood's at its best when you're all talking to each other and working together and there were just people dropping racial so it's the internet right people are just being fucking assholes on the internet so i didn't play a ton of it um but it seemed really cool. So I am very excited for Back for Blood. And to answer your question about do I, what do I think of betas in general, I think they're a really cool idea. And I think it's it, particularly as we get into games where they need more online and, and the developers want to test the servers and all that kind of stuff. I, it doesn't cost you anything to give a beta a try. So I don't have a problem with them in the least. But this was the first time I've ever partaken in one. And I don't know when I'll partake in another one. There's just so few games that I'm as fucking hyped up for as I was back for blood. So God, I can't wait for that fucking game, man. And it went gold this weekend, apparently too, or last weekend, which means it sounds like it's done. We just have to wait till October to fucking play it. And I can't wait. Uh, Kelly wrote in on the old Patreon box and said, so I started watching the Simpsons a few months ago and I'm in love with it. I'm halfway through season nine and still loving it. Thanks for getting me into it. Kelly, you've got about two seasons left before shit hits the fan. So just get your parachute on and just get ready to jump out of the plane because when it 
when it happens, you'll know. <laughs> Bring a change of pants. When it happens, you'll know. Uh, anyway, my question, Kelly, going back to Kelly's message. My question is, if you could take a single joke or gag from the series and turn it into merchandise, what would you do? Personally, I'd make a Malibu Stacy doll with all the stupid phrases. I do love that Malibu Stacy. What is it? Let's bake some cookies so the boys will like us. And then what's even better is if I was going to make the Malibu Stacy doll, I would mix in the Spider-Man quotes from the one broken Malibu Stacy. If you don't get Simpsons, you don't get it. Um, I thought about this and I would either go with the Flaming Mo, make it a real drink because it looks fucking delicious on the show. God, it looks good. I always imagined it tasting kind of like grape soda uh, because it was purple. Uh, or I would release Bone Storm. That video game that Bart steals, that Millhouse is playing, and he's like, this is great, and all I've done is enter my name, Thrill How, and, and all that kind of stuff. I wanna, or Itchy and... Oh, maybe I would make Itchy and Scratchy Land. Hmm. Yeah. I would make Itchy and Scratchy Land, and you could have a Flaming Mo there. And I've been to the Simpsons Park at Universal, and I know you can get a Flaming Mo. That's not... No, nah, it's just juice. I want a Flaming Motherfucking Mo. So I would answer one of those, Itchy and Scratchy Land, followed by the Flaming Mo, followed by Bone Storm. Thanks, Kelly. Enjoy the show. Uh, Ryan Kinch... I mean, The Simpsons, not my show. I mean, watch my show if you want, but watch The Simpsons. Uh, Ryan Kinchin wrote in and said, Hello again, good sir. Hey, Ryan. Uh, so I picked up Cyberpunk 2077 recently so I could get my free next-gen upgrade, and I just couldn't help myself, so I started playing it. Aside from the vehicles handing like handling like a pontoon boat and the occasional character clipping through walls, I'm really getting into it, and I can see what CD Projekt Red was trying to create. When the next-gen port finally comes out and you finally play it, do you think you'll do an expansion pass review of it at some point, good or bad? Absolutely, Ryan. And in case you don't know, I've been beating this drum for about a month now. I bought Cyberpunk 2077 for my Xbox from Best Buy for like 20 bucks when it was on sale. I haven't even opened the plastic because they're saying the next gen port's going to be free and I'm just waiting for the next gen port. Then I'm going to fire it up and play it. So uh, I've been patiently waiting and uh, without question, Ryan, uh, I know that last week I listed off some of the games that I plan to cover on Expansion Pass over the next few months. Uh, stuff like Back for, Ble Back for Blood, Halo Infinite, Deathloop, Metroid Dread uh cyberpunk 2077 when that next gen port finally comes out trillion percent is on the list whether i like it or not i will be fucking reviewing cyberpunk without question i can't wait to finally play that fucking game it's one of those games i keep forgetting about and then just someone brings it up and i'm like oh yeah cyberpunk was a thing so thanks ryan uh vigo the butch wrote in and said adam have you played streets of rage 2 anymore since you reviewed it i'd like to know if you've discovered any more of the moves that you can do there's so much more than just the throw mechanic especially when using max he has a backbreaker move when grappling from the back and a power bomb-esque move with his front grapple you have to jump and time it right but when you do the damage he does is massive also jump then down and attack is your best defense against those pesky motorcycle baddies hope it helps cheers god i hate those fucking pesky motorcycle baddies uh i have not played a lot more streets of rage 2 since i played it for the podcast not against that game at all i think streets of rage 2 i discovered it after streets of rage 4 and after many of you kicking me in the ass and saying i finally have to play streets of rage 2 and it's probably my favorite sega genesis game i just like i haven't been able to keep up as it is with the amount of games i'm trying to play for the podcast especially right now i'm really trying to churn out more retro games that i didn't play back in the day so that we can cover them on the podcast and so i just haven't taken the time to go back and play some of the old ones more but Streets of Rage 2 is one at some point, 
bare minimum i gotta finish that game like i can get fairly deep into it i can't beat it but i i love it it's i don't give a fuck if you've never played the streets of rage games for the love of everything play streets of rage the best beat-em-ups ever made and i will die on that fucking hill probably many times because streets of rage is pretty hard but uh those are good tips if you go and i definitely plan to go back to streets of rage 2 at some point and i'd like to go back to streets of rage 4 i just don't know when i will uh because people are saying the new dlc is pretty dope i just too many games, man. Best problem you get. Remember when you were a kid and you had three games, and you just played them over and over and over, and now it's like I'm rotating four games through my rotation right now, and that's four on a pile of fucking hundreds. First world problems, man. Uh, Wolfgang Darren wrote in and said, if you could read a well-written fanfic of a video game, what would you choose? My first thought was to say nothing because I'm probably not going to. And so please, if you guys send me them after I say this, know that there's a half-decent chance I'm not going to read it. I, I love to read, but I got a ton of books that I'm reading. Actually, I'm reading Mike Tyson's autobiography right now. It's fucking awesome. Uh, if I had to choose a video game franchise to read a well-written fanfic of, it probably would be Final Fantasy IV. Two, whatever you want to call it. Because that's still probably my favorite. Like, I just have such an emotion. Or Earth, oh, Earthbound. Either Earthbound or Final Fantasy IV. I, I have such a deep connection to those two franchises or those two games. It'd be one of those two. A uh, couple more here. And we'll wrap this up. Strife eighty nine said, "Hey Adam, you always have high praise for indie games. Have you ever heard or uh, have you ever heard of or played Rhyme? It's a single player puzzle adventure. It was available on Game Pass, but I believe you can also get it for ten bucks. Definitely one of the best indie games I've ever played. I have not played that Strife Rhyme. I do recognize that name." R-I-M-E. And I do fucking, I love my indie games. I've talked many times. I don't know if I'll ever do it, but I have ideas for a wrestling podcast and I have ideas for a indie specific podcast. Like just all about indie games. Every week we just pick an indie game and talk about it. And I just, it seems overwhelming and I don't like, between my stand-up comedy schedule and then video games, I don't know, or the the four i do four weekly podcasts as it is plus my stand-up comedy schedule i just don't know if i could handle any more podcasts but i do love indies i would love to talk more about them i've not played rhyme uh i will i'd say it without joke whenever i say i'm gonna add a game to the list i really i'm gonna add it to the list but that doesn't mean i'll ever get to it because the list is it's like the list of jericho at this point it's fucking three trillion miles long but uh homer's revenge list is another great example but oh, I love that fucking episode. But uh, yeah, I'll definitely add it to it because I do like single player puzzle adventures and I do like games on Game Pass and I do like indies. So you checked all the boxes, Strife. Thanks for the tip, my friend. And then finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. And Joe Gillespie, and I said it right for you, Joe, just this one time wrote in and said, hi, Andy. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Fucker. I say your name right, then you fucking hit me with Andy. The SNES launched in 1990 and still had five games made for it in 1998. That seems like a very solid run, in my opinion. Fucking right it was. Switch is only four-ish years old and is most likely going to be the best-selling Nintendo system of all time. When do we really think Nintendo will launch the next console? I feel like it's closer to Christmas 2024, honestly. Um, so this is a hot topic, right? Because with the Steam Deck coming out soon... It makes me wonder, like, there were all, I mean, we've talked about this a hundred times, right? There was talk about a Switch Pro, and then all we, but to be fair, Nintendo never said the Switch Pro was coming. The media fucking said the Switch Pro was coming. And then Nintendo dropped the Switch OLED version, and everyone was like, well, this isn't a Switch Pro. This is just Malibu Stacy with a new hat, as some of you have worded it so elegantly. And it's like, shout out to anyone that gets that reference. And so it was like, well, when are we actually going to get the next generation Switch? And I think, because you're right, the Switch is, it'll be five, I think five years old. In March or four years old? 
No, five. I think it'll be five in March. Either way, um, I think that Nintendo is going to sit back and see how the Steam Deck does, and then make a conscious decision about how much, like, what are willi- people willing to pay in exchange for more power? Like, are they better off going with a weaker system that's more affordable for their next console, or are they better off, you know, getting up into that five or six hundred dollar range and really put in a little bit of, of you know, juice under the hood? Um, I think that we'll see the next Switch at Christmas 2023. That's what I think. I, I think that they'll get through, you know, they're obviously they're not coming out this year. I think they'll get through 2022, but I, I think I, I'm not a graphics guy at all. I don't care. I mean, great graphics are fucking awesome, but I care about how fun my game is and I love the switch, but the switch was showing its age against the PS4 and the Xbox one. It looks borderline archaic at times against the PS5 and the series, everything and the inevitable steam deck. So I don't know how much longer Nintendo can squeak by with this underpowered system. Uh, again, I'm good with it. I'm good with a couple more years of the Switch. Give me, I, I want another Mario Kart. Give me Zelda 2 or Breath of the Wild 2, whatever you want to call it. Like it's, it's not dead yet, but I, I would be surprised if we're still, if the Switch Pro or the next Switch, the next Switch, the Super Switch, we'll call it, isn't out by 2023. That gives them some time to see what the Steam Deck does, how people react to the Steam Deck, and then they can make a decision. So that's, my guess is Christmas, holiday 2023. By, by holiday 2024, I think the Switch will, or the next Switch will be, well out there and there'll be you know you know nintendo there'll be eight of them out there because they'll short ship it to make everybody pay for it but christmas 2023 lock it in that's my prediction thanks joe and thanks to everybody that wrote in this week i know i can't read all of them but i read as many as i can i appreciate it uh let's change things up and let's go to our smash hit segment play one remake one erase one And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. The third game is a race forever. As always, there are no wrong answers. There is a right one, and I'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, Metroid. Released in North America this week back in 1987. And despite the fact that Nintendo doesn't acknowledge Samus' birthday, we sure as fuck do. So I went with three Metroid games. I went Metroid Prime, Super Metroid, and Metroid Fusion for the GameCube, Super Nintendo, and GBA, respectively. Uh, It's getting hard to think of three games that are on the same field that don't have remakes already. But this one... This one worked out. This one was close. With 31% of the vote, play Super Metroid, remake Metroid Prime, and erase Metroid Fusion squeaked out the victory. But two other options had 20% of the vote, and another one had 15 which is wild. Usually, the last few weeks, it seems like one option gets 40-50% of the votes. This one, it was close this week. I wouldn't go with the majority, but as long as you're not erasing Super Metroid, I'll, I have time for your opinion. Um, and for what it's worth, the two options that included erasing Super Metroid tied for last place in the vote with 5% each. Thank God. Some people understand greatness. So here's a few of your opinions. Jerry Robinson said, I like this one. Play Super Metroid it was the third as it was the third game I got as a kid. And now at 31 years old, I still have it in my SNES. It still works and on my Switch. It's fine. No need to change it remake metroid prime it was fucking incredible and could definitely use today's graphics and imagine the pop that it would get and then erase metroid fusion i never played it even though i played more gba games than anything with pokemon and matt hoffman pro bmx now i read your comment for two reasons jerry one logic makes sense met super metroid's perfect metroid prime could be better and 
I didn't play Fusion. I understand the logic. But for you to come in here and be like, yeah, I didn't play Metroid Fusion. I was too busy playing Matt Hoffman Pro BMX. I just read that to try to rattle some of the Metroid fans. I thought that made me like to, to be like, I was playing Pokemon. Sure. I was playing Matt Hoffman Pro BMX. I know there's at least one Metroid fan whose eye is just fucking twitching right now. Uh, Johnny CCDC said, holy hell, you're an asshole for this one. Agreed. Uh, he said, I'm sure I'm going to be in the smaller group of this, but I prefer my 2D Metroid games. So I'm going to say play Fusion as it was a fantastic little handheld remake Super Metroid because it's the best one ever made and to see it remastered would be a thing of beauty. And with that, harshly, I have to erase Prime. Erasing any of these is a crime against humanity, but Prime is of the three is the one I'd piece out before the other two simply because it's the 3D offering of the lot. Please don't hurt me, fellow hot dogs. It is what it is. You know what, Johnny? That's not the order that I did, but that was the order I thought long and hard about because I'm the same way. I that doesn't matter if it's Zelda, Mario, Metroid, anything. I vastly prefer 2D versions to the 3D iterations. Um... I'll explain why I didn't go in the same order you did in a minute, but that is exactly where I was thinking about going. Nothing against Prime. I just also prefer... I'm old. Us old people prefer our 2D games instead of you fucking hippie kids with your 3D fucking 4K ray tracing whizzle hosels. Uh, whistle hosels. Thomas Simmons said, I'd remake Metroid Fusion because I loved it as a kid. I'd erase Super Metroid because unlike Adam, I'm primarily a 3D gamer. I never finished this game. However, I quickly realized that Metroid Prime virtually had all the same aspects of Super Metroid, but in 3D. So I would play Metroid Prime because like many GameCube games, it really holds up. Thomas, I agree with you that GameCube games hold up and I can live with being a 3D gamer over a 2D gamer, but erasing Super Metroid is, that's a punishable offense. So you're on, all of you, not just Thomas, everyone that erased Super Metroid double secret probation you can't erase one of the greatest video games of all time i can't let that happen i won't let that happen and i can't let that happen and zach <laughs> zach shepherd wrote in and said seems like i'm in the minority but i'd play fusion it did everything that super metroid did but better I, all right i'd remake metroid prime it's one of the best first person shooters with unique mechanics and the Wii remake with the link crossbow gun made it my favorite Wii game of the generation unfortunately that means erasing super metroid which sucks but there are other 2d metroid games that are just as good if not better first of all naming a game your favorite Wii game that's like picking your favorite vegetable of all the vegetables that you hate because the Wii sucks but fair enough um I'll agree that there are other 2D Metroid games. I don't know if I can agree there's one that does it better. That's a fucking... Whew, that's We could have a whole debate about that. And I'm not... I don't know if I agree. I really like Metroid Fusion. But boy, I like Super Metroid. That's a spicy take, Zach. I mean, you're on double secret probation either way for erasing Super Metroid. Whether your, sound, your logic is sound or not is beside the point. You're still committed to crime. Enjoy your double secret probation. Benny MB wrote in and said, I, I'd say I'm a fan of the Metroid series as a whole, so I'll take a stab at this one. Erase Prime. I remember playing this on a friend's GameCube back in the day. It looked nice and it wasn't bad, but first-person Metroid just seemed kind of odd and awkward to me. Play Metroid Fusion. This was one of the first games I had for the GBA along with Zero Mission, and I thought it was great. I really should replay it soon. And then remake Super Metroid. It'd be great to see what a shined-up remaster of this game, maybe with a, uh, some new content added to keep it fresh, would be like. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have a smart ass remark to make Benny. That's just sound logic all around. I also find Metroid. I mean, I haven't played Metroid prime in a long time, but I didn't think it was bad. I did just find it odd. Cause I also just think the game works better in 2d. I get that. Uh, Matthew and Jules forever 
wrote in and said, I would play uh, Super Metroid. It's a great game. I didn't beat it, but it was still really fun. Metroid Prime, I never played, and the same with Fusion. So I'm going to remake Prime for shits and giggles and erase Fusion since I never heard much good about it. Uh, I will say, Matthew and Jules Forever, you need to take a little bit of that forever time and play Metroid Fusion because I had never played it until it won our Patreon poll. That game is phenomenal. If you like Super Metroid, you will like Metroid Fusion. It's that simple. I I think that game is fucking great. So check it out. And then finally, a novel console wrote in and said, I really don't like you for this one. I love all these games equally. I'm going to play Fusion because it plays great and looks great. I'm going to remake Super Metroid because some quality of life improvements would make it the perfect Metroid game. And I have to erase Prime. As much as I love it, I can't justify it surviving over the other two. And I can understand that. Like, there's always at least one person who's like, I like all three of these, but I this is just happens to be the third best game in the trilogy. And I I can I can respect that. No bands here, novel console. However, all of you that I just read had the wrong answer. 15% of you had the right answer, including Dan S., who wrote in and said, I played Metroid Prime. It's the only Metroid game I ever enjoyed. At the time, the game gave me a reason to play my GameCube without three other people. Remake Super Metroid. I remember reading gaming magazines with the walkthroughs on this game. It always looked so amazing. My problem was that I found the game incredibly hard. If I wanted to punish myself for liking video games, I'd have a copy of Super Ghouls and Ghosts. And then Erase Metroid Fusion. I never played it. It sounded cool from your episode, but one has to go, and this was the one that I thought looked the least fun. I will say Super Metroid is hard, but Metroid, like, I I adore the Metroidvania genre. And, like, it's supposed to be hard in the sense of if you go into the wrong area before you're ready, it's going to fuck you up. So they're supposed to be hard. I would recommend going back. Go back and play Super Metroid again. And just know, yeah, you're probably going to die a few times when you go into the wrong areas. But that's half the fun. Um, but I, I, I may not agree with all your logic, per se, Dan, but I do agree with your order. I also would play Metroid Prime. You brought up a great point that it was a reason to play the GameCube without other people because I did think the GameCube was better as a party system than a single-player system. But I'll play Metroid Prime because I never finished it. I did play it back in the day. I never finished it, and uh, I want to go back and finish it before I decide if I want to change it or kill it. So just because it's the only one that I haven't beaten, I'm going to play it and beat it. I'm going to remake Super Metroid because I've played it a few times. It's awesome. It doesn't really need to be remade. I would just make it flashier, bigger, brighter, and I would make the wall jumping a little bit easier because I fucking hate that part with those little bunny things trying to teach you how to wall jump. I fuck, I hate that part. And then I'd erase Metroid Fusion because I I think this game is awesome, but I want to play Prime until the end and goddamned if I'm going to erase Super Metroid. So it literally just comes down to Metroid Fusion drawing the short straw. It's, It's AJ and Armageddon. That's all it is, except no Ben Affleck or uh, Bruce Willis isn't going to save his ass this time. So, uh, as always, thank you to everyone that played. Let me tell you about what I've been playing over the last seven days, and then we'll get into God of War. Mostly Tomb Raider on the PlayStation 1, because that won our Patreon poll this month, and I'm trying to get it done so we can knock out the episode. I'm going to save most of my thoughts for the podcast. I know a lot of you voted for God of War, or God of War, pardon me, uh, Tomb Raider. I know most of you voted for Tomb Raider just because you thought that the bad controls would piss me off and you guys would get a very rage-filled episode. The controls are bad, but I really like it so far. I, I wish that the PS Classic came with fucking analogs because i think it'd probably be a lot more fun to play with an analog controller than it is with the d-pad but i'm over halfway through it and uh i'm gonna finish it i think unless something goes really wrong i don't hate it it's uh i can't wait to play the other ones i love the modern tomb raider games i never played the original ones and uh it's 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 been what i expected so far i think that's the best way to put it 
Uh, I've also been playing Axiom Verge 2 on my Switch after they surprise dropped it on us last week. Uh, I'm really digging it. I might review it on Expansion Pass in the next couple weeks. If you've not played the Axiom Verge games, they are incredibly retro esque metroidvania games They're, they were both created developed and made by one person uh i thought the first one was really fun and so far the second one's living up to the hype i don't entirely understand the story in either axiom verge game but the gameplay itself if you like metroidvanias uh it's pretty fun so playing that i'm still playing loop hero on my pc whenever i have time to sit down in front of my pc and play with it it's a really cool game that i still can't a couple of you have reached out and said you started playing it since i started talking about it if you're into really funky I don't even know how to, it's, it's look it up. That's the only way I could put it. It's coming to switch next year. It's only on PC right now, but I got it for like six bucks and I'm really digging it. Uh, I don't it, just check it out. It's a weird fucking kind of roguelike weird game. Check it out. And then I've been playing fallout new Vegas just at night. If I'm tired or baked and I just want to play something before I go to bed, I walk around the world. I've made enemies of like everyone, but that's how I like to play those games is I'm just a, a rebel without a cause and uh you can all go fuck yourselves so and eventually that's probably going to get an episode of remember the game as well but it's going to take me another 400 hours to finish it there and that's what i've been playing let's get into god of war that's why you're here i like to read a few comments from all of you before i get talking about the game myself mr satan gonna kick us off mr satan wrote in and simply said boobs and then actually for the record the boobs in god of war come up in the podcast mr satan so that segment is for you i was a little surprised by the appearance of the boobs but i digress it was still yeah Nice little addition. Uh, Jeffrey Mathis wrote in and said, Big Greek mythology fan, so I really love the story and the lore of this game. One could say the combat gets a little repetitive, but I never got bored and thought the puzzles were well done overall. One of my favorite series on the PlayStation. I absolutely think that the combat gets a little bit uh, repetitive, but I also enjoyed the story and I also enjoyed the puzzles, despite the fact that I don't give a flying fuck about Greek mythology, as you're going to hear in just a minute. Uh, Angry Ticks wrote in and said right from the opening level you learn what this game is going to be and what kind of character Kratos is after defeating the Hydra and going inside the corpse you grab the key from that guy asking for help and then you toss him back in not to mention to solve a puzzle later in the game requires you to commit human sacrifice and the whole time the non-playable character is pleading for his life the feeling of scale in this game is top tier for 2005 despite it actually being quite small also violence and nudity aplenty isn't that the truth I most fondly remember this game for the story beats learning why Kratos is so broken with what happened to his family and why his skin is a chalky white is such a dark backstory and plays into why it was such a big deal to see him with his son in the 2018 game with all that said the gameplay is definitely dated after my most recent replay this may have been my last visit to this chapter it was an excellent start to the franchise and introduced a great iconic protagonist i agree with everything you just said you're all gonna hear this i i don't know how well this game is aged but i do know how iconic this franchise is and i thought seeing the the origin of kratos and why he is how he is and what he looks like and all that that to me was the highlight of the game as we're going to talk about in just a minute i just i don't really have an urge to go back and play this one again but i do have an urge to play two and three so i guess that's what the first game in a franchise is supposed to do uh they call me badger wrote in and said this puts a smile on my face and i ain't smiled right since i hit that rat with an ice pick remember that nice job badger uh, all jokes aside, this has to be the game that I've been asking you to play the most since I started listening to your podcast. I know you're not as enamored by it as I might have been, but I still hope you can appreciate it for what it was. I mean, how epic was that opening level on the boat facing the Hydra? Now go forth, Ghost of Sparta. Dude, that fucking Hydra thing, that whole first level, as you're about to hear, I almost think that's the highlight of the game. Um, 
I'll save it for the podcast, but I do love that fucking opening Hydra fight. And then finally, pee pee poo poo cuckoo pants wrote in and said, I love this game. It pushed the PS2 to its absolute limits. The final boss fight still stands as one of the hardest fights I've ever come across. Rage inducing, but worth it in the end. Amazing game at the time, and the series has mostly just gotten better as it goes. And I don't know, I'm going to warn you guys, I don't know if everyone's going to love this episode. I struggled this week because I don't think this is a bad game. But I don't think it's all that in a bag of chips either. I was more impressed with just what the franchise became. And it was cool seeing how Kratos was born uh, or what created. But the Greek mythology is not my jam. Hack and slash games aren't really my jam. Despite the fact I still, you know, and despite all that, I still thought it was a good game. But if you're like a diehard, I love the original God of War and it's the greatest game ever. You might not love me after the next 60 minutes or so. But let me explain myself. I'm going to cue up some music. And when that music stops, my buddy Daniel and I are going to go back to March 22nd, 2005 and talk about the game that kicked off one of the biggest franchises in PlayStation and in gaming, the original God of War. Check it out, everybody. Let's go. Okay, joining me via the blank phone this week. Maybe it's the Andy phone now. I don't, I'm sure I'll explain that in the intro. Apparently, I have multiple names now. This whole fucking fiasco of Remember the Game Industries has just gone completely off the rails. By episode 300, it's just going to be like some cybernetic fucking alien being that's just taken over. But anyway, uh, that has nothing to do with the game this week. Joining me via the blank phone is my good buddy, Daniel. How's it going, pal? Uh, pretty good, Andy. <laughs> thanks, man. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Uh, I was going to call you Dane. I was like, what's the name that starts with it? Danny, Dane, Daniel? Nah, fuck off. Anyway, well, that's a horrible fucking 35 seconds of podcasting to start this thing. <laughs> uh, this is what happens when I record in the morning. I'm not a morning. I, I like mornings, but I'm not awake in the morning. Um, we're talking God of War, which won our Patreon poll last month. Now, Daniel, I'm very, like, I don't know... I don't know how this is going to go, and I'm going to put a warning out there right now because I know some of the people listening to this are like, when I when this won the poll, people were like losing their shit. People were super excited. And everyone's like, oh, yeah, finally talking God of War because I never played this growing up. Um, I'm going to just put a warning out there. I don't hate this game. I have a lot of nice things to say about this game. I'm curious what you have to say because you played this when it, like, you played this when it came out-ish? Yeah, okay. yeah. Right when it came out, I played this one. Okay. Like, I didn't play this until a month ago after playing the PS4 version of God of War. And I'm conflicted because I understand that it's got some warts from the PS2 era that carry, you know, like it's, listen, PlayStation 1 and even some PS2, like those eras of games, they haven't all aged the most gracefully. They, you know, like it's like super, I, and listen, I know I'm a homer, but like you grew up in this era too. Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, like those games have aged magnet. Like the good games are still good. PS1, PS2, yeah. that era, some of those games, they've got their charm, but they they show their warts. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're they they're rough these days. Oh, absolutely. And I don't, and, uh, and like, yeah. and I don't, I don't want to shit on this game for that because it's not its fault that it's old and that I didn't play it. I just have to be honest. I, I don't think this is a bad game, but I don't think this is, like, I don't, I think it's fine. Maybe it's just not my genre. I don't know. Like, are you, like, you messaged me as soon as this won the poll, and we're like, yo, I'll fucking come on and talk God of War. So, like, like, is it, 
like, am I crazy that I don't think this game is all that? I, I don't know. I'm trying to choose my words carefully. I don't want to shit on this game, but like, what, I don't know. Like, is it, do you like this game? I, I do like this game. I really like, I, I like the series as a whole. I like this game. It's probably my least favorite of them. Right. Um, not because it's bad. Uh, it's very much a product of its time, and we'll get into some of that later. Um, but every other God of War did it better. Okay. And I don't think there's anything wrong. Like, that's how a series should go, in theory, right? Like, it should yeah. be, this was the first one, we laid out the groundwork, and then we, you know, every game after that, we built on it. Like, I would argue uh, the first Uncharted is probably the worst Uncharted. I, I mean, I don't know if I would argue that the first Mario Brothers is the worst Mario Brothers, but... Yeah, like the first one should be the foundation and then future iterations should build on it. I, I wanted to just stay like, I think part of my problem with this is that first of all, I don't particularly like hack and slash video games like Devil May Cry. These, these, like, these aren't my favorite genre. And as is infamously and historically known around our community, because everyone always makes fun of me for it. I know nothing and care nothing and I'm never going to know anything about this whole Greek mythology, it's Greek mythology, right? Is that what this is? Yes. Okay. Yes, it's Greek. Okay. And I, and I can speak for experience. I know you don't like it. I've known that for years because I was in school when you learned it, and you don't even remember that we studied it in I, school. I just think it's boring. I'm like, they're all just fucking fake. Like, they're like really boring comic book characters to me. I don't care. So I just want to get both of those out of the way. Before I come in here with some criticisms and we talk about this game, it's not my choice of genre and it's not my choice of subject matter. And frankly, maybe that is a bit of a testament to how not bad this game is when I still liked it and I still had fun playing it despite the fact that I didn't particularly care about the subject matter or the gameplay itself. Because like, have you ever played the Devil May Cry games? Uh, no, I haven't. I've, I only played one and I think they're kind of similar. Like it's a lot of button mashing hack and slash. And I just, I just get bored of them. And it's like, there's certain games and I'm thinking like the Batman Arkham games, for example, or Spider-Man where there's tons and tons and tons of enemies being thrown at you. But I like it when there's like specific strategies to take out. You know what I mean? Like this guy has a shield. So you got to do this and this and God of War starts to like, dip their toe into that pool and i was like okay fuck yeah and then it just kind of like stopped really early and then what you end up yeah. playing is a game that just for the 10 12 whatever hours you play it is just fucking i liked it when there was like a puzzle to solve but it was just wave after wave after wave after wave after wave of enemy and like after a while you start to you, you, it gets gets kind of boring I don't know. Maybe that's I'm oh, I'm going to hear about it. I'm going to hear about I've been dreading this episode since I played the game <laughs> because I'm like I know how beloved this game is and I just don't think it's my jam. I but it's fine. Um if you've never played it and Daniel if I say anything stupid fucking step in. But basically you control Kratos who is like and I'm I, I we're going to spoil the game for you guys. I'm just straight up. We're going to spoil the game for you guys. He uh if I'm not mistaken originally he's just like a a, a, a man isn't he like he's just like a warrior and then yeah um so the yeah then the lore of the game is uh kratos was the general in the spartan army he was the youngest general he was supposedly really good at it uh he goes from an army of 20 people to several hundred and then when he does finally start to lose he pushes out and calls for help from the gods and Ares, the greek god of war 
says, hey, if you be my bitch, I'll help you out. Yeah, he basically gives like like Homer trading his soul for a donut. But yep. Kratos trades his soul for <clears throat> to like vanquish his foes type thing. Um and then so like so then he basically becomes like a for lack of a better term, he basically becomes like this guy's servant, right? Like he is, he's his bitch. Like bitch is a great way to put it. And then by yeah. the and then by the end of the game, you kind of stand up to him and and defeat the very man that made you his bitch to begin with. Yes, it's it's fleshed out a bit more in this in the in the other games in the series. But basically, for ten years he serves Ares, and then uh, Ares tricks him into killing his wife and daughter. Um, so then he says, "Screw you, to Ares." Serves the other gods, uh, and then decides that he's tired of that because he's caught every night. He has to, he goes through nightmares of killing his wife and daughter, so he. Ask the gods to release him, and they're like, "Well, Ares has gone a little bit nuts. So if you kill him, we'll forgive you." And and like and I will say, even as like I don't give a fuck about the whole mythology thing, but I did find that interesting. Like after playing the PS4 one with him and Atreus and everything like that, and I and listen, I'm going to do my absolute best to not compare this game to the PS4 version because I don't think that's fair. That's like reviewing fucking Mario 64 and being like, "Well, it wasn't Mario Odyssey." Like it's they're they're there's fucking 15 plus years of technology between these games. So I'm not going to try to compare them, but after playing the PS4 one, I won't lie to you. It was really cool. I think my favorite part of playing the original God of war was seeing the origin of this guy and how he becomes what he is like, why his skin is the color that it is and why he's got these, you know, these powers, these God powers and stuff like that. And I, I found that fascinating because they really do much like how they humanize him a little bit by, you know, giving him his son Atreus and God of war. And he's like a father son thing. Um, it was interesting to see that, yeah, like he he was trying to avenge his wife and daughter and upset that his wife and daughter had been killed and they kept coming up. And it, I thought that was very neat because I really early on while I was playing the game, I was like, dude, I really I was liking it. But I was like, I hope it's not just button mash combat, button mash combat, button mash combat. And then fortunately, they do at times like not we'll get into the puzzle solving in a minute, but they do tell a story that I actually as someone that doesn't care about the subject matter, I did find that interesting. I don't care about what Zeus thinks of fucking whoever, all these gods and their beefs over their last poker game or whatever the fuck it is they're all fighting. I don't know why they're all fighting their gods, but either way, I don't care about all that. But to see that like this guy was just a man who became a warrior, who then became a basically a servant who then rose up and became this god, That I thought that was actually like the coolest part of the game, was just to see how the guy went from just a regular fighting angry bald man into this like crazy super powerful god that was i thought that was fucking awesome i, I really enjoyed that a lot um and it's kind of sad that he killed his wife and daughter oh, he didn't kill them but he was responsible for his wife and because that's what it was right like his army raided the village and killed his wife and daughter is that what it was uh, he he specifically killed uh his wife and, and daughter oh okay uh, well that's even worse he, yeah he went into the temple of athena and uh saw because of the fire uh saw just saw people there went slaughtered them and then he realized it was there and that was all set up by Ares. mother now did, maybe i missed it but like why did the did like did Ares do it on purpose like he wanted him to kill his wife yeah. and daughter why yeah uh he wanted to and sorry for the record if any of this is answered in two or three just tell me that and i'll shut the fuck up like maybe i'm maybe i just haven't played the whole series yet uh no it, it it's Covered in the game. Basically, okay. Ares didn't want Kratos to be bound to anything other than him. 
So oh, his plan, yeah, his plan was like, well, I'm going to trick you into killing your wife and daughter, and you don't have a wife and daughter to answer for, and you're all mine. Okay. Just like how Mickey and, uh, Mickey tells Rocky Balboa, no dames, because they weaken the legs. Yeah. Yeah, see? See, you just got to relate it to subject matter that I understand, and now it all makes sense. Now <laughs> I get it. Okay. All right. So then, okay, so that's the basic gist of the story then. I think we've, like, I don't know. And I'll be honest with you, it's, I don't think this, like... I don't think the story's bad. I think it's more of I didn't find it interesting, but other than again, other than like how he became this, you know, almighty god. Um, but I will like there's not I don't Sorry, I know I'm all over the map here, guys. It's just it's really I find these to be by far the most difficult episodes of the show. When it's an old game that I played for the first time and it's like, "Well, I don't like this and this, but it's only this and this because it's an old game." And then it's like, "Well, I don't like this because it's a subject matter." But most people listening probably do. Like if this was a Simpsons game, I could talk about it for fucking hours. But because it's about something I don't like, I just I'm that type of person that if I'm not interested in something, I'm not going to learn it. And so I'm trying very hard to just separate those two things and at the end of the day, boil it down to this game. And if we want to do that and we want to boil it down to the game, um, I think for a PS2 game, I and I granted, I played the HD collection, but it was pretty obvious when you could see when they, it was like an upscaled version from the HD collection and then it was just the basic P... Like night and day when you could see this is a PS2 part. This is like a new updated HD version of the part. Uh, I thought the game actually played, handled, and looked pretty good. Like, I didn't, I thought, like, I played San Andreas for the first time not long ago, too. And it was fun, but I was like, there were certainly moments where it showed its age. This game shows its age, but I never found the controls, considering how much fighting and stuff you do, I never really found the controls to be that much of a hindrance. I found them a little bit tedious, but I never found them bad, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, that that makes sense. And it's, uh, like, unless my memory is completely buggered, it's pretty accurate to how it was back in the day, too. Yeah, the graphics got a bit of a you know a little bit of an upgrade. The but the controls themselves were were about on par. And like and and like to me that's like I'm not going to strike the game for the stuff like the, the fact that I'm not interested in the subject matter and stuff like that. But where I will strike the game was like through the first few hours, like when you start out. I don't remember what the very first level is, but I know very early on in the game you're like on that ship and you have to fight. Um, I don't think it's a Kraken, but it's like a giant three-headed sea dragon thing. And the hike. that's what it was, yeah. And I thought that fight was, I was like, dude, this is great. I was worried that it was going to be a boring hack and slash button masher. And that fight was fucking awesome. Like where you're climbing up the two boxes and you need to like impale the fucking dragon heads on these spikes and shit like that. I was like, this is, this is awesome. But then I did find that like, I'm not going to say that was the peak of it, but... It was like, hey, did you like that? Yep. Well, get ready to do that for 15 more hours. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and that's really, and that's where I, like, I did start to get a little bit bored. I, I don't, and I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm all over the map on this one guy. Like, I, yeah. I, I don't know what so, to say. I, just, I found it. I thought it got, it's just, dude, it's Daniel. If you think I'm wrong, I want you to call me on it. By and large, you're, you're, it's the same you're not game. Ro- you're not wrong. Um, this game came out in that weird era where games are transitioning from um, experiences to stories, which is why. So you have your story. You have, you have your story, and and it's a solid story. It doesn't matter that it's Greek mythology. You could replace it with almost anything, and the story would still work. Yeah, um, you know. Um, but so you have all your different story bits, and then you have gameplay in between, and. 
this one did not, you know, it did the hack and flash. It's, uh, I've heard somebody refer to it as an attempted upgrade to the old beat 'em ups, and it's not wrong. Yeah. Um, and and there's, you know there's what? Terms, terms to beat 'em up that that get lost when you convert it to this, especially with the camera, and I'm going to get into that later. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's if you take all those story, those like those story bits, that it's it's not quite. I mean, there are cinematics, but it's. You get a story thing there, and especially uh, when you get to the temple portion of this one, in the the last half of it or two thirds or so. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so it, it's in that weird era. Uh, the Prince of Persia, Sands of Time, was same thing, where it was uh, you have a story and then you have gameplay in between. Um, whereas that one was mostly puzzles mm-hmm. and, and its own mechanic. Whereas this one is a lot more fighting uh, and and traps. And you had, and that's a good point. I never really thought about that, but you're right. This what really what like I'm playing the original Tomb Raider on my PS1 right now for the show, and like it's I'm actually liking it way more than I thought I was going to. But it's like it is super basic, and it's and you're right. Like this, like you got to remember that like God of War was a PS2 game, Last of Us was a PS3 game, as was Uncharted, and it's like you're right. I can see that where they're 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 really they are this is clearly that middle step from just action or just story they're trying to combine it and make it into like a big playable cinematic movie type experience and you're right um and i do think it does a decent enough job of that i i did one thing was like i just i know i keep harping on it but like uh i really hit a point where like every time more enemies showed up and there's a lot of fucking enemies in this game i was just like fuck me like just another wave of enemies like give me something and then it would throw a little puzzle in place which some of them were great some of them like a certain underwater fucking swimming puzzle which i'll get to when we fucking get there were the most infuriating fucking things i've ever seen in my life but i just i would have liked to have seen it do more to change it up a little bit to not just have you fight 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 because that's really i would say 50 60 percent of the game is just go from room to room and then another wave of enemies and then another wave of enemies and you're collecting the fucking blood or energy or whatever the fuck it is that you use to level up your abilities and i did like that and i like that you got to use your magic and stuff like that i just and maybe the future games will do more of this i would have liked to have seen it add a little bit more variety because i i personally like by the end of the game i think if i'm not mistaken you've got like a a for lack of a better term like a summon or a spell from like another god set to like each of the four like you have you have four or five of them plus you have your sword plus you have your twin daggers i never found myself using the sword and i only ever found myself using like two of the magic spells and i was fine like i didn't die hardly at all i had no problem with it and that's where i would have liked to have seen more like oh this enemy you have to use the sword this enemy you've got to use the daggers with this certain move this enemy you've got to use you know the fucking zeus's magic or whatever like that do you know what i mean yeah, no, and that is, um, that's one thing I, I've, I've suggested people back in the day, and I think I mentioned it to you at one point. I'm like, you know, if you start getting bored, switch up weapons just to make it interesting because they're the, the like, the, between using the Blades of Chaos and Athena or Artemis' sword are two completely different styles of play. Right. Because um, uh, you lose the reach and you lose the speed uh, when you switch the sword. But that thing just decimates people, especially once you get it up a level or two. Yeah, I just was uh, like, it, it would have been nice if it had forced you to do that. 
Cause you're right. Yeah, like, and it's not, it's my, it's, it's my fault. Maybe I should have done that, but it would have been really like, I don't understand why, like you have so much of that energy. Like I was, I had like every, everything that I used, I had leveled up to max level by the end of the game. And it was like, just make me use, like have these big enemies come out where I'm like the, the blades of chaos or whatever they're called simply won't hurt them. Make me switch to the sword. Like that's the, t- that's, I, I was begging for that because that's just enough to keep you a little bit more engaged and not going to autopilot button mashing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so this game, the Santa Monica, um, Santa Monica is a bit of a bigger name now and, and whatnot. But back then it was an underfunded group. Uh, and one thing that was particularly famous for them is they had a shortage uh, and very little access to play testing. So most sections of the game got play tested once uh if that is that so right? a lot of times it was, yeah so there was a huge case of okay we're gonna we tried this we we sent it through a round of play testing and it wasn't even a very a most a very extensive or thorough play test and it's like okay we've made our our, our uh improvements and we don't have time to send it to it again so we're gonna hope for the best wow now i will say knowing that um much like how I, I like, I think it's a good game despite not really checking any of my boxes. I think like it's a it's a pretty good game to have been minimally tested. There's nothing objectively wrong with this video game. There's a couple instances that are infuriating, and I do think it gets very tedious. But like, I was playing it, and I I will say, I, like especially the first half of the game, I was like, dude, I get why people like this game so much. Like, this is it's a really fun good-looking, pretty fast-paced, cool beat-em-up. And then it just, it's, that's really, maybe part of the problem, too, is that I kind of marathoned it over, like, five days or six days or whatever. But I just found that, like, if I wasn't playing it for the podcast about halfway through, I probably would have just been like, you know what? I want to try number two, because maybe number two, in like, works, like, improves the formula a little bit. And as much as I love Uncharted, I could say the same thing, like, and I don't know why I keep comparing it to Uncharted, but, like, the first Uncharted, well, awesome, a lot of it is just wave after wave after wave of guys to shoot at. And after a while, you're like, okay, I've done this. Do you know what I mean? Um, I have a lot of the same issues with the first Uncharted that I have with this one compared to the other ones in the series. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just, it's the I, I it's think the it's actually level. a very fair... Uh, fair comparison because uncharted also does the story bits with periods of puzzles and fighting in between now you know what i really liked and i didn't feel like this game did enough of it was like uh and i'm gonna use the wrong term and everyone's gonna yell at me but like the you know the like the medusa snakes i don't know if those are all medusa because i thought medusa was just one person but either way like those giant serpent creatures that would like turn you into stone if they got a chance um yeah the gorgon yeah, I loved it when enemies would do stuff like them because then you would beat them down to the point where you could go over and click, like I think it was the click R3 or whatever. And then you'd open like a little animation where it was like Jet Set Radio and you had to trace out the the way you were going to swing them to kill them. And then if you did that, you got like a bunch of bonus like magic or health or fucking whatever. And there are other enemies that were like that where you could queue up like a little mini game where you, maybe it'd be something little like you jump on top of them and mash attack to like you know, jab your, your blade into their throat or some of the big bosses would turn into like quick time events where you had to mash the buttons to like jump around on them and end up slamming them into the ground. I, every time any, it didn't even give a fuck what enemy it was. Cause I hated those fucking snakes because when they turned you into stone, you could have full health. And if you got turned into stone and didn't get out of it quick enough, you were fucked. Um, yeah. 
But I liked it when it would throw something different at me like that, as opposed to just like the Skeleton Warriors, where you just mash. And you're right, I never thought of it, but it is in ways it is. It's like a 3D beat 'em up. It's like a transition away from a beat 'em up. And I just wish that there had been more enemies like that because I I adored it when I was fighting enemies like that where there was even I never found it got old because I love the graphic kill animations and even when you were fighting some of the skeletons it's cool how you could like grab them and swing them around and stuff like that I just I would have liked to have seen just a little bit more of that type of thing like make it reliant on doing that to get more health and stuff like that type if that makes well, sense well I mean that 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 was one of the cool this game was one of the things that really kicked off the whole quick time event thing that uh, definitely overstayed its welcome for a while yeah uh, this was one of the first ones it wasn't the first but it was one of the first ones that really did it uh, and this one, it was cool because if you did it with uh, the Minotaur, any of the Minotaur enemies, you got the uh, you got life. If you did it with the Gorgon, you got magic. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and, and and it was all it was an instant kill. Whereas opposed, I'm I mean they were mostly dead at that point, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but but but, but yeah, like, so it was definitely cool for that. Yeah, and I didn't learn until later, like near the, actually like, and it probably just again from not paying attention, but like. I learned about, you know, two thirds of the way through the game that like, well, if you have full health and you have full magic, then like, I don't even have to really do the melee kill. Just kill them like normal and get the energy that you can use to level up your, and I liked that. And again, like, and maybe it's just because it's one of the first ones, but like, I'm trying to figure out what I can criticize the game for as far as criticizing it. And what I'm like, well, this is just this product of the times. But like, once I realized that, I was like, well, that adds another layer, a little bit of a layer of strategy to it where it's like, all right, I don't need any health. So I won't go to the quick kill or like, you know, when you fight them, when you're like hanging on the ropes and you can like yeah. just kick them and stuff to kill them or when you're climbing up a wall or you could grab them and throw them off and get less reward, but insta kill them and, and keep moving. Um, I liked any, anything, dude, and literally any scene in this game that changed up the formula. I found it instantly piqued my interest. And then when it would go back to just the basic hack and slash formula, that's when I'd start to check out again. And it was very up and down and up and down. Um, yeah. in that sense, like maybe just not, maybe the pacing was a little bit off. Maybe that's the way, that's the way the word I'm looking for. Um, and I, and I didn't love the, I didn't hate it, but I, I was shocked at how much of the game you basic, the last dude, you go to the desert and you got to find the three singing spirits or whatever the fuck they are and kill them. Um, which I thought was really cool. But then once you get into, cause you're going after Pandora's box, right? in that like giant in like that, that fucking temple that's on the guy's back. That's crawling around the desert. And once you get into that temple, it's like, Oh yeah, by the way, the whole second half of the game is in here or, or up in the sky from here, like whatever. And I was a little shocked that so much of the game was in there. You know what I mean? Like if I'm not, and maybe I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Like you climb up them and then you end up taking that elevator up into like the sky or whatever. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. It's about, Little over half the game, you're you're going through the uh, the temple. Yeah, and which isn't bad, but like I I liked when I was like exploring different. I was like I was in a ship, and then I was in this like village that was getting destroyed and stuff like that. And I was like, fucking hey, this is pretty rad. And then the last half of the game, they're just like, no, nah, now you're just going. Now you're in this this temple. I I don't know. I I liked going to different areas. I do. I will say, uh, I love the I and because uh, I'm this type of person, I love how linear it is. Um. Like, there's no map, there's minimal exploration other than, like, you know, looking in all the corners and stuff for extra bonus, like, treasure chests and things like that. But I, I liked that. I I love I love linear games. Like, just fucking keep me on a path 
and just let me experience the game. And I, I really liked that. And even the camera, you mentioned the camera. Uh, <laughs> do you not, do you, what do you, how, what do you, how do you feel about the camera, Daniel? I, I, I did not like the camera because this is be, this is still in the era before you could generally control the camera. And the camera was half the time not where I wanted it. Yeah, and and I'd be like, oh, I had a habit because I replayed it right before, uh, like when after won the play, uh, to get ready for this. Yeah, and so many times I'm like, oh, yeah, I'd just go to move the camera and I'd do the little dodge roll. I'm like, that's not what I wanted. I wanted to not fall off, and now I'm falling off. Yeah, and I'm gonna be honest uh, with you, like I'm not willing to give it a pass on the camera thing. I'm not because. There were a lot of games that this... Got to remember, the PS2 came out well after, like, the Nintendo 64, which, even with yeah. one analog stick, let you control cameras. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I, I was like, dude, this isn't Resident Evil. Like, listen, I know everyone shits on the original Resident Evil trilogy's controls and stuff like that. I think the controls play to what that game is trying to do, and I like the way the camera is still in that game because it, it kind of adds to the atmosphere, but it's also much slower paced and much more methodic and stuff like that. Um, maybe that's my biggest criticism of this game, despite the fact that I don't think the controls have aged all that horribly. The not ever being allowed to move the camera, I found it re- insanely frustrating at times. And it's yeah. not even necessarily because I wanted to move the camera, like or like because it was force of habit. So I was trying to move the camera. There's just a lot of instances where I think the camera's in a really stupid fucking place. Yep. And and like yep. you you literally take one step and then all of a sudden the camera goes to a different angle and now left is a different direction but then you take one step and now I'm back in this other where or this other camera where now left is an entirely different direction again and I I don't understand that decision at all and I I just I I I I'm trying to separate stuff that's just because of the era and stuff like that but I'm not willing to give the camera a pass because games had movable cameras by the PS2. And it's not like this was a launch PS2 game either. Like this No, is, this was about half halfway through. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I agree with that. At the very beginning, when you're like climbing out of the ship and stuff, I was like, all right, I can live with this. But once the levels get much more bigger and wide open and things like that, there were a lot of instances where I just found the camera obnoxious, quite frankly. And I was just like, why can't I fucking turn this? Like I can't be I can't be convinced that this is so technologically advanced of a game that the camera would screw everything up. It's a it's it's a good looking fun game, but it is not fucking you're not pushing the PS2 to its hardware limits here or anything. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. No, I, I mean it, it 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 the graphics were pretty impressive for the time. Um and and I don't know if that was weighing on the processing power or something, but the number of times like some of those skeleton archer guys, if they'd be they'd be like at an angle where you couldn't see them, oh. and you're trying to do something, and then all of a sudden you get hit with an arrow, and it it throws you off, and it's like, well, could I at least see them so that I can throw a lightning? No, no, okay, yeah, I think you're in that direction, yeah. And I mean, the auto aim for the lightning bolts was generally pretty good, but it's yeah, no, yeah. the camera, the camera sucked. Good, yeah, it did, and good point. I totally forgot about those mother fucking little archer those piece of shit fucking archers that take like two hits to kill but you have to find them and oh my god i had so many instances where i was like they're not even killing me they just took away like a third of my health while i was trying to fucking find them and i just found it so goddamn infuriating where i was like fuck oh i yes god they fucking pissed me off oh like i now i'm feeling the rage and they'll wait until you're like 
you're because you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and then you're like, okay, whatever. And then you go to do a roll or move up, and that's when they'll shoot and they'll fuck up your uh, thing or yeah, yeah, or like yeah. when you're getting into a pretty hairy situation where you're fighting a couple of really big enemies and the ones you got to beat down to the point where you can trigger like the quick time event to kill them. And you get close, and they're in that stunned position where you could go over and trigger the quick time event, but then those fucking archers are shooting you, and you can't get near them. And listen, I'm not, I'm not mad at the archers for being a nuisance because that's what archers are. Anyone listening to this that's an archer, you're a nuisance to society. That's what you guys bring to the table. You're the flies of humanity. But the problem is that we can see you. And when I can't fucking find you and I can't turn the fucking camera to look at you and it's like, I just have to hope that I walk into the right area to where the camera will show me where the fuck they are. Ugh. And you're right. The lightning was a godsend. That was the magic I used the most by far was the lightning. Yeah. Um, nah, and- I, I used that one and I used like the, the Poseidon's one, the lightning bolts all around you. Generally, if I just had a bunch of people on my ass, especially if I was low on health, yeah, it just it it would clear out the lower like the guys that were nearly dead and just give me the space. Yeah, same here. Um, so like if you've not played it, you get like so as you come across various gods, they basically give you like a power that you can use, which is basically your magic to go through the game. And yeah, there's one where you can just mash the magic button and shoot like home. There's semi homing lightning like bolts of energy, like semi homing. And they're pretty handy. And then, like you said, yeah, there's one where you hit the button and it just shoots off electricity around you. And then you can mash the button and do more damage to anyone that gets caught in the electricity. And then there's yeah, one there's one where you can, like, summon demons or, like, bats or something or harpies, I think it is, to come help you. Uh, you're summoning, you're literally summoning the spirits of the dead. You get it from Hades, the yeah. god of the dead. It's, it's the best spell, but you get it so late in the game that you're just, it doesn't become part of your... You you never think to use it at that point because you're so used to to everything else. Yes, yes, exactly. I was I was wondering if that was just me. I was like, dude, you gave me this power so late in the game that I just never, I never, I think I used it once because like all my other ones were already leveled up and powered up, and I was used to using them. And I'm like, I don't have time. The game is too difficult now. Like it's too the challenge is up now. I don't have time to learn how to use this. Like I'm just gonna stick with what I know type thing. Yeah, which which sucks because it's the best spell. Like if you play it on it, if you if you play it again, and I I know you've got enough to play, but like it's save up save up your points, your experience into for when you get that because then you just level it up right to level three, and it just decimates entire rooms of enemies. Right. Yeah, I'd believe that. Uh, or 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 one of the the one of the spots uh, when you're fighting the final boss, uh, it it it's great for that that area. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I know exactly where you're talking about. Um, that was where I counted yeah. on that electrical shock thing. What was the other power? Would you, was it Medusa's stare? Was that the last one where you could turn people? Uh, into stone? Yeah, you, you get you get you get the Medusa's head. Uh, it's a good mechanic. It was hard to pull off or anything other than like the little guys in three hit. Yeah, I think I only ever used it. There's a puzzle where you need to zap uh, like an enemy with it, turn him into stone, and then put him on top of a switch to yep. open a switch to get through. And I used it there and I found it very inconvenient to use there. And then I don't think I ever used it again. <laughs> I was just like, fuck off. This is just, you're irritating me now. Um, yeah. I, I, I know that one of the complaints about the PS4 God of War was that the upscaling of your abilities was almost too much. Like the amount of customization and, and like the trees where you could upgrade your various abilities and stuff, which I, I disagree with, but understand. I thought it was the, just the right amount. This one, I liked how basic it was, but it was almost too basic. 
that you basically yeah. just picked what you wanted to level up and then just held X while it pumped all your energy into it, which I also found to be incredibly annoying. If I have to pump 10,000 energy, forever. Oh, if I have to put 10,000 like energy points into something to level it up, just let me like hit X and level it up. Don't make me hold. You literally have to hold. It's like gas. It's like filling your, your gas tank. You have to hold the thing and just watch the numbers like rotate as they fucking slowly fill up. It could take like a minute to fucking fill up one of these things from beginning to finish. I hated it. That's not an exaggeration. It it does take almost a minute uh, if you when you're doing the, like the final level on each of the things. Yeah, which I found just completely. It's a minor thing, but I found it just completely obnoxious. I was like, Jesus Christ! Just let me. If it costs ten thousand to level up this thing, then if I have twelve thousand, instead of making me hold the button to pump ten thousand energy into it, just let me hit. Are you sure you want this upgrade? Yes, and then take ten thousand away. I don't get who thought that was a fucking. I I don't. Ugh. Ugh. That I just found that to be, and I know it's a minor thing, but it's those little things. It's those things that stick with you. And I was like, who the fuck designed this? That you're just going to make it a rotating wheel of fucking, uh, anyways. Um, but I, and, and the other thing was, um, when you went to level up, cause you could level up your, your magic, you know, like all your different magic abilities or summons or whatever you want to call them. You could level up the blades of chaos. You could level up the sword. It didn't, it would tell you, it would say that like new, you would like, it would tell you what the next level would get you. Like, the weapon does more damage, you get new abilities, but you wouldn't know what they are until you pumped all the energy into it. Yeah, and I yeah, wish- it didn't tell you what you're getting, and and you couldn't go and look up the moves again. It didn't have a, like, click here for the different moves, or at least I couldn't find it this last yeah. time. I was just like, okay. Yeah, and that was something that I found, too, was like, and again, this is where I, like, I love, like, the Arkham games, because they're constantly throwing, like, oh, enemies that have knives you need to use the like square circle up attack to uppercut them and knock the knife out of their hand like that's just an example type thing and in this game yeah like as you level up stuff you get all these new abilities like strong strong weak will be a combo strong 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 weak will be a combo strong dash weak that kind of stuff but you're never really required to use them it doesn't really like they just seem like they were just there for the sake of being there and I and I when I saw that that was going to be a thing, I love when games do that kind of stuff. But I was hoping there'd be more more reliance on them, and yeah, more ways to like look them up and and like you basically like I learned three or four combos and just stuck with those three or four combos for most of the game, and yep. had no problems type thing, you know, because I I didn't find the game other than the end. I had some problems with um we'll get into the final boss in a minute, but I had some problems with one portion of the final boss. Uh, which I thought was, I thought the final boss sucked in this game, um, to be honest with you. But the, the thing that killed me the most was swimming, a particular swimming puzzle. And, uh, uh, it, 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 the traps in general, and there was a rumor, and I don't know if it ever got confirmed or not, that basically when they were making it, they would time how long it would take for something. And then go like 10%, like the thing was, you know, okay, we're going to, you know, take, take a second or two seconds off of this. Right. And that, that was their way of making it more difficult. Uh, which is why like your, your, your timing on that swimming, I know exactly which one you're talking about has to be perfect there. Yeah. There's this swimming puzzle where you jump like, and for the record, swimming controls in this game suck, but I'm not going to shit on them for it because 99% of games Swimming control. I, I thought the swimming in this one was a lot better than a lot of games. Agreed. Uh, I will it's give it that. Not the worst swimming controls I've ever had. I'll give it that. No question. You know what? Actually, 
uh, not to derail the chat or the podcast, but I'm playing Tomb Raider on my PS1 right now. And everyone was voted for it in the Patreon poll because they're like, oh, we're going to see Adam get angry because the controls are so bad. The controls aren't great, but I will say some of the best swimming controls I've ever experienced in a video game. I was, I'm floored. I'm like, these are perfect. She goes where I want her to go. It's one button to make her swim. And then I just point in the direction I want to go in. Camera's always in the right place. Perfect. But this game, you're right. It's not the worst swimming controls ever, but there's this one puzzle where you fucking, you go down into this like tunnel, like a, like a, it's not a sewer, but like a sewer drain basically. And there's like this giant fucking spike thing coming at you from behind. And the camera goes like straight up 2D side scroller on it. And you're just going from from right to left, and the the water's blowing you really hard. Like <laughs> that's that's gonna get sound bit. Um, but the water's like forcing you along, and you basically have to steer Kratos into like these little grooves in the bottom and let traps go by over top. Then come back up and go back down into the next groove while the traps go by. And it is so incomprehensibly difficult to get him to go down into these little traps because he keeps getting stuck on shit in the background and stuck on shit everywhere else or stuck on the ground. And I just, I, I died more times in that swimming trap than I think anywhere in the game. And I was, that was the moment where I was like, I'd be done with this if this was a page, if this was wasn't if i wasn't obligated to play this for the podcast i'd be done and until that moment i'd been having a pretty good time i found it tedious but I, i'd had fun that was the moment where i was like fuck this and thank christ if i'm not mistaken that's the only time you have to deal with that i don't think they ever throw it into you again yeah it's the only time you deal with that one um and then for me the other one that i struggled with it's uh about two-thirds of the way through the temple but you have to walk along all the balance beams on top of the spinning blade. Yeah. And the camera is moving to sort of follow you, but it's not never quite lined up. So you're never like going in a straight line. You're always kind of, you're walking like you're, it's a straight beam, but because the camera is always turning, uh, it's, it's frustrating. And I, I died a shit ton there. Yeah. And the worst thing about dying in traps, this is one of those games where when you die a lot, it pops up the message. Hey, do you want to go to easy mode? Uh, and then a bracket. And then it, uh, easy mode only affects combat. I'm like, the combat isn't what's killing yes. me, you fucking asshole. Yes. Now, for the record, I never take those easy modes because I just, it's my, oh, my pride. Here. I, yeah. never, I like, never do. Fuck this. But. but you're right. I never, not one time in this game, with the possible exception of a certain segment of the final boss, did I find myself stuck in combat. Like, combat killed me. But never to the point where I was like over and over and over and over and over. It was always traps. And you're right. It just felt like yeah. they were fucking with you because this screen would pop up and be like, hey, do you want to put it in God mode and make the game a little easier? It doesn't affect traps, only combat. And you're like, yeah, exactly what you just said. You're like, thanks for nothing, motherfuckers. Like, because you're right. I know that trap you're talking about, if you guys haven't played it yet, it's basically like you're walking along the rafters at the top of this dungeon and you have to balance on these beams of wood, but there's all these like saw blades and shit flying around. So it's almost like platform forming and you're jumping over them and you really kratos doesn't naturally stay on these beams like you have to like when you get close to the edge you'll kind of wobble and then if he falls you can catch the beam and climb back up but you've got to really line yourself up and walk on it and i will say i actually really liked that part because i love platforming and i was like this is something different and i like the way it changed it up but you're right i did find just about any time i fell off those beams and died because that was probably the place i died the second most after that water trap it was because that yep. camera just wasn't in the right spot and god forbid you could just move the fucking camera because anytime i do something like that in a platforming game i don't know how you guys are i'll always put the camera either directly behind me or directly in front of me so that i'm walking in a straight line 
And in yeah, this time you could have. That's you, what makes the most sense. Yeah. And in this one, there were instances where you kind of had to walk at like a, you know, a 70 degree angle and it's hard to get them to stay perfect. Plus you're keeping an eye out for these fucking spinning blade things. And I really, I really, really liked that segment, but you're right. I wish that the control of the camera had just, that was an instant where the camera kind of fucked it and made it a little bit harder than it fucking had to be. Um, but I will say, by and large, I thought those types of segments and the puzzle segments and stuff were really good. I, dude, the 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 whole idea of the end of the puzzle where you're trying to trigger that the lift to take you up into the sky and you need to line up that beam to basically go through the entire fortress. Like, oh yeah, the, I I thought that was I was actually quite impressed by that. I was because like that's the type of puzzle stuff that I love in video games, and I thought yeah, that was I, incredibly I, I well done. I love the puzzles in this game. I- and there was, a, like, it wasn't, okay, now here's another one of these. Like, almost every puzzle was completely different. Yeah, they were. You've got the one where you've got to make, like, twist the blocks around and, base, and like, like a tw- Tetris wall. Yeah. You've got... Uh, yeah, 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 that's right. You know, like, the puzzles were all all unique, and, you know, yeah. And and I not only were the puzzles unique, but, like, you know, I know it. maybe it sounds like I'm really coming down on this game, and I don't mean to be, because I, I didn't hate this game by any stretch, but... I thought this game was at its best when there were those puzzles regularly sprinkled in. It was, and I found that near the end of the game, there were fewer puzzles and more just wave after wave after wave after wave of enemy. And that's where I really start to check out. And I don't know why so many, and this, this, listen, God of War is far, far from the only video game to just throw wave after wave after wave of the more powerful enemies at you near the end of the game. But like when this game would just, Give me a couple waves of enemies, then give me a little bit of a platforming. And it could be something little, like where I have to climb on walls or across ropes or balance on beams or solve a puzzle like the ones with the bricks. Then throw a few more enemies at me. Then make me solve something else or just jump across something. Or there's like the one puzzle where all the spikes come up out of the floor and you have to drag the, you have to like kick that brick across the room, climb up on the brick uh, and get up onto the yeah. ledge. And that d- killed me a hundred times because of the fucking camera too. But I never, but I liked the idea of it enough that I was like, no, I'm on board with this. And I thought as long as the game was doing that and never going too long without throwing something other than combat at you, I, I was in, that's when I was having fun. And I think my wave wave after combats were like half the length, like each, each one of those was like half as much. Yes. It would be perfect. Yeah. Agreed. Like, like there's a, in comedy, the 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 I and I know it's the same thing with like a movie and stuff like that, but with comedy, like when you're on stage, like the unwritten rule for a comedian is you save your best joke for the end of the show and you have your second best joke for the very beginning. That's your opener and your closer. And the thought is like you use your second best joke to get everyone's attention, use your best joke because that's what people are gonna remember. People remember like you could watch a great movie and if the ending sucks, you you have a sour opinion of that movie. And that's like my lasting what's that? That's a Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I remember of this game is that it just felt like in the end, it was just wave after wave after wave after wave of enemy. And I just was like, give me something. And then the, you get to the final boss. And I and actually, shout out to Adam Anderson, who actually like sent me, I was going to buy this for the podcast, and he just happened to send me a copy of it, which, thank you, man, very generous of you. Um, we were messaging about it too, and I was like, that final boss... After this entire game of just hacking and slashing and fighting swarms of enemies, all of a sudden the final boss, you grow into like Megazord from Power Rangers and then it just becomes like Street Fighter. 
Like it just becomes a one-on-one fight with two big health bars and like a tug of war meter and stuff like that. And I know there's an, another part we'll get to in a minute, but I, I, I hate most final bosses in games. And I thought even by most final boss standards, this one was pretty weak. Like how on earth, like, I know that you said like, you're right. Quick time events really became a bit of a plague in the industry for a while. I was floored that this didn't just become a giant fight where you was like dodge, dodge, attack, 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 and eventually trigger like a, a quick time event, which I thought would have been way better than just a standard button mashing one-on-one boring fight. I, what do you think? Did you like the final boss? I, I, I was sorely disappointed I, by it, frankly. I like the concept of the final boss. Cause I like, it's got three phases. You've got, like a standard, you've got to do your dodge and attacks and learn the pattern. Yeah, it's got the the middle phase, and then it's got. I like the idea of that last bit where it's like it's the shared health bar, and it's which one you know you've got to push it all the way over. Yeah, but uh, it just it was clumsy and it was like considering it, it, it was a great idea with the poor execution yeah like considering all the detail they put into so many of the deaths and like dude compare the final boss fight of this game with that tug of war thing with the shared health meter compare that to that very first fight on the rainy ship against that three-headed sea monster thing like that three-headed yeah, sea monster that, thing is so the creative fight was awesome the the other boss the minotaur was awesome yeah yeah Very that minotaur is a great boss fight Great. That's my favorite fight in the game. Yeah, that's such an awesome fight. And then the final boss is just like a one-on-one fight. It, it felt like they ran out of time and just were like, oh, that's all we got. Just throw it in there. That'll do. Um, and, uh, and I, w- I wouldn't surprise me if that's literally what the case was. Yeah. And I found that very disheartening because I was like really looking for like, dude, one of the best things about these big games, and I'm thinking like and it could be fucking Spider-Man or anything. When you fight a big enemy and you have a big crazy fight where you realize like, okay, I got to lure him into this and then do this. This will hurt him. And then it cues up a cool animation and stuff like that. And you didn't get any of that. And then, like you said, in between the two times where you fight him, there's this part where and I don't even quite understand the logic, but basically your wife and daughter, it's like you're trying to like get them to forgive you or, or like let the demons rest or whatever. But like your daughter and your wife are there and all these enemies are like, it's you, a whole bunch of you are attacking them and you have to fight you off a whole bunch of times and try to protect them. And you can like give them health, like by hugging them, you'll give them some of your health, to keep them alive. I loved the concept of that, but I died there so many times and I'm not even going to shit yeah. on it because I don't know if it was just me playing like crap, but I found that to be by far the hardest fight. The fucking game was that, that segment. I died yeah. so um, fucking much there. Yeah, I the the lore concept of it, where it's like this is his chance to beat his inner demons and whatnot. Yes, uh, you know, is great. Yeah, the the fact that you can you give up your health to heal them, which is nice because any, any game where you've got to escort somebody or keep somebody alive drives me nuts. It's one of my least favorite mechanics in any game. Yeah, and the, but the fact that you could undo some of the damage in this one, I thought was great. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, no, like, I mean, that the Hades spell with summoning the souls of the dead fully maxed out, it makes that area, that that part a lot easier. Oh. But. Okay. Because, yeah, I, like, uh, God, man. Yeah. I, I, I really did think it was a great idea. Like, quite frankly, I thought that would have been a great final boss. Like, if that had been yeah. the final boss, like, you fight what's-his-name, the big fucking goofus, and you beat him. Then you go and do this thing where you, yeah, you basically have to avenge, you know, the death of your and defeat your inner demons and stuff like that. I thought that should have been the end of the game, like that part. Yeah, 
I, I think that would have been a great bow. And then you come out of that and it's like, oh no, now you have to fight that first boss again in this weird tug of war. And I thought that just felt so half-assed and tacked on. And I was really disappointed in that because I thought it would have been a great ending to just like get, you know, basically forgive, basically, yeah, defeat your inner demons and move on and have them forgive you, your wife and daughter. And that's the end of it. I thought that would have been really cool. Um, so I was a little disappointed in that. I will say I popped hard for the Blades of Chaos, because having only played the PS4 game, and I guess quick spoiler for the PS4 game, so skip 15 seconds if you don't want to know, but you have an axe instead, which is fucking rad, but then about halfway through the game, you also get the Blades of Chaos, and he digs them out, and I knew it was a callback to one of the old games, but I didn't know what, because I hadn't played them, so to have them right away, it made it so much cooler that that was that part in the PS4 game, because I love those two Blades, and then to see that they were like welded to him or whatever, like melted into him and stuff like that, I thought that was so fucking awesome, man. Loved that part. Yeah, um, I, I've always loved the concept of the Blades of Chaos. I've actually, I'm um, hanging on my wall. I've got uh, like a cosplay Blade of Chaos that I had made for a buddy that, uh, and then he moved, so it's stored here. Um, like it's just made out of foam and whatnot, but it's the concept is just awesome. Yeah, uh, and it's it's the biggest mainstay of the game, and uh, yeah, the the. For those of you that haven't played it, it's basically it's like a, a really uh, wide, short sword attached by chains, and then the chains are seared into his arms, so yeah. they're permanently attached to him. And he's got one on each arm. And yeah. uh, what I love about them, dude, is that like imagine all he had was his sword or, or hat, whatever, like a, a single melee weapon. There's only so much you can do with the combat. But I will say, I thought it was so cool when you could do different moves, like hit guys up in the air and then jump up in the air, whip your two chains down, wrap them around the guys, and then spin them around and slam them. And like, it just, it kind of made you a little bit Spider Man y. But it was like, it made the, it made like, at this point, like, fucking laws of physics are off the table. We're all gods. Do whatever you want. And I did think that was really fun. Like whipping yeah. those two fucking like I like when I I would I switched to the sword when you get it a few times, but I just found the sword the sword so boring compared to the blades of chaos that are so much cooler, you know? Yeah. It, it, that's just it. Like it, the sword is, is good when it's the first level sucks, but like the second and third level are great. If you've got a, a, a tough guy, just because it, it hurts them so bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not fun. Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing in this game is as fun as, as those blades of chaos where you're just whipping things around when you, when you were a kid and you were six years old and you, you know, something on a piece of string and you're whipping it around and hitting things. That's exactly what it is, except it's decimating enemies. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I thought that was, uh, I love the, Oh, the blades of chaos were so much more fun. So, I mean, I don't know. Like I, I hope that I haven't come across like I hated this game. Cause I didn't, I thought this was fun. I won't like the first half. I was having a great time with this fucking video game. And I was like, I was digging it. I was like, dude, I get why everyone thinks this is so great. Especially like that early portion where you're on the ship in the storm is like burned into my brain because I thought that was great. And then it was just, as it just kept going and it was just, it was just the same and the same and the same. And then I'd get into it when it would change it up and then it would go back to the same. And I, like, I'm, I'm super, listen, like the series has a fan in me. The PS4 game made a fan out of me. I thought this one was fine. I, I expected this one to be the worst of the franchise, the first game, and I'm hoping that it is. I'm super hella excited to play God of War 2 and 3 and just see where the rest of the series goes. I think Kratos, as someone that doesn't give a shit about the lore of this game, I think Kratos is a cool character because he's a badass, but they they find a way to make him, you know, just human enough 
that you can kind of relate to him, if that makes sense. You know, not that I've ever killed my wife and daughter in a fit of rage, but like I understand that the guy's like upset that that happened and now he's kind of rebelling and I love rebels. So I, I you know, he's, he's cool like that. And it was great seeing the origin of why his skin is the color that it is and how he got his powers and stuff like that. And um, if I take myself out of the my somewhat criticism of the genre and stuff and just look at it objectively as a video game i understand like it's a it's a pretty good video game like i get how i i don't know if they expected it to be the success that it was um but i understand how it launched a franchise like it's certainly not and i don't mean to say that devil may cry is a mailed in half-assed video game but i i don't the one that i played was devil may cry 3 i played it to completion and I was just bored to tears. I was bored out of my fucking mind. This one, I was only bored in short segments. Do you know what I mean? And then it would do enough to bring me back. And yeah. I'm going to chalk it up to, like you said, it was they were a relatively new studio at the time. It was their first one. And I'm going to chalk it up to, like, they were still learning about pacing and all that kind of stuff. Um, by well, and large, and they, 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 would, they would come up with a great idea. And then they either wouldn't have the budget for the resources to implement it. One of, one of the, the big things that they were excited about in God of War 2 is you get uh, you get wings, and it lets you get a, a double jump, and there's uh, a couple flying segments. And they tried so... Apparently, they were trying so hard. Uh, the whole segment where you're dead, uh, they wanted it to sort of be a flying segment, and, and they just couldn't make it work in this one. But you know what? Uh, Shout out to them yeah. for being like, okay, we can't make it work. Let's not put it in the game. Instead of being yeah. like, well, good enough, put it in the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I don't think this game is lazy. You can certainly see the effort they put into it. I, like I say, a lot of the, listen, like a lot of things we've criticized, I think the camera at times is great. I think the camera at times fucking sucks. Um, I yeah. think the swimming fucking sucks. I think some of the spells are awesome. I think most of the boss fights are awesome. I think a lot of the puzzles in this game are fucking sick. Um, I thought the story was good enough. Uh, it's, by and large, I it's a good the story game. Works without knowing Greek mythology, like I've I've always loved Greek mythology, so I do know it. Right, but it it's a good story. Like the fact that you say you enjoy the story, even though like you can't remember any of the gods' names. Yeah, and that's fine. It yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, and I think that's like I think that is a huge testament to a game. When I'm like, I didn't care for either the genre or the narrative, and I still liked that game and had fun. Like that's a big deal, you know. Um, oh yeah, I was shocked at the, there's a lot of boobs in this game early on too. Yeah. Uh, so yes, the big thing about this one game came out and I'm, cause I think this was even before the whole hot coffee thing is, Hey, there's boobies. Yeah. I didn't, uh, I didn't expect that quite frankly. And I just like, it just kind of made me giggle because they're, they're basically just like rounded triangles. But I just was like, man, I wonder how many people like bought this game for like their kids thinking like, oh, it'll help teach them about like, you know, Greek mythology and stuff like that. And then the kids just got to the point where there were all these boobs. Because I was like, yeah, yeah there's a lot of boobs in this in the early going. Wow. <laughs> and then there's the whole sex minigame, which was a staple. Of the, the PS4 is literally the only one that doesn't have one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You could like heal yourself by like having sex. At one point yeah, in the like game, it, 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 there's just uh, well, you don't heal yourself; you get experience, right? But yeah, like it's it it's creative, it's innuendo-y, and it's because I mean, it you know, it doesn't show it. Uh, he hops into the bed with the two girls, and the camera pan to the the vase on the nightstand. Yeah, yeah. And as you do all the little moves, and it it bounces, and the girls are moaning, and then if you know, and it, it 
it, it, it's hilarious. And uh, even the fan-made uh, 8-bit one that that is released has one, and it's, like, they were a staple of the game, and they're all just, just as bad and hilarious and fun. I love it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I forgot. I meant to bring up the boobs, and I forgot about them, and I was like, yeah, there's boobs. Um, <laughs> fuck. We're just, kids are just a bunch of horny nerds. Video games, we're all just a bunch of horny losers. Um, I can't really think uh, of anything else to say about it. I don't know. It's like, I, it's, oh, is there anything that we uh, missed? Anything I wanted, I wanted to bring, one of the other things I liked about this, they didn't try to redeem Kratos. He was an asshole and they kept it the, at the beginning there where, uh, cause he's trying to get into, uh, he needs the captain's key on the boat. Yeah. And the, the Hydra ate the captain. And then when you're killing him, he goes in and uh, like the the captain of the ship is literally like hanging on to the back of the Hydra's throat, and Kratos grabs grabs the key and then just kicks him down the gullet. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I don't yeah. get about you. I just want your key. I forgot about that when you go inside of him and he's like hanging in there. Like help me, yeah. You just take his key and let yeah. him die. <laughs> that I thought yeah. I, that made me fucking. I was like, that's badass, man. Like he. That was hilarious. And it's a bit of a foreshadowing because he wants the key because he's trying to save the women and children that were locked in the hole. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Or he opened it up and they're all dead and then he's all pissed off again. Yeah. I forgot uh, all about that fucking scene. And that's right at the beginning. Dude, I still, to this yeah. moment, I still think the best part of this game is the first couple hours on that ship and everything. Like that. Yeah, it is. It, it, it was the most polished. Um, when they, they came up with the end, that whole ship section, uh, is basically a polished tech demo because they came up with the idea and that whole section leading right up into the, uh, the Hydra is apparently what they were used to try and get the funding and everything for it. Right. And I believe so, that cause it's, it is yeah. fucking polished and the rest of the game isn't awful by any stretch, but I do think there's a notable, like yeah. that's by far what stands out the most. Oh yeah. And there was one part near the end and it was really near the end where you're kind of up in like the, you're like on like mountains. I know you're up in the sky, but you're like, there's a lot of like, you're, you're climbing on rocks and jumping from rock to rock and there's waterfalls and stuff. You know what I'm talking about? Like near the end of the game. And, yep, uh, I, think so. I got lost as fuck in there for a while. Cause I walked away from it for a couple of days. I was working on something when I came back and I was like, for the first time I was like, cause the game had been so linear outside of like, I know you're trying yeah. to solve that the temple to get the light to go all the way through and stuff like that. But, but like up there, I, I found myself so lost and I was like, what have I missed? Like, there's gotta be some area that I'm missing and I could not for the life of me fucking figure out what it is. And it took forever. And I, there was one instance where I was like, man, this, like I could use a map right now. Like I just found yeah. it odd that you stuck to this linear formula for so long. And then I got a little, but that might've just been that I walked away in the middle of like this big open area, but it wasn't no, bad. I didn't did walk away during that thing. And it was still just as frustrating. Okay. I, I think that was one of those segments that suffered from lack of play testing. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and I know the, the other segment that very famously had no play testing was the whole, uh, sequence where you're in, uh, in hell. Uh, Oh, Oh yeah. I forgot all about that. The part where you have to go like where it's platforming and you're trying to get out of hell, like climb yourself yeah. out of it. Oh yeah. There were two parts in there, and I don't have specifics, but I there was I remember there being two jumps in there where I died so much. And again, I love platformers, and I loved that idea of that segment that you're climbing out of this fucking place. But yeah, there were a couple of moments where God, I was stuck, and the camera those, was those, just fucking me around. Pla the platforms needed to be either an inch one way, so you could do it in one jump, 
or an inch the other way, so you're getting it in two jumps. Yeah. Because you do the yeah, you have to do the double jump, but that just by itself always throws you over. So you have to kind of do jump and then do the double jump and then try to line it up. And hey, guess what? Camera sucks. You can't see the platform. Yeah, and that really was too bad because that was such a rad idea. Yeah. That you were banished to hell, and then you're like, no, no, fuck this, and you like that's yeah. so badass. Like, and that's what makes yeah. you like Kratos is the moments like where he takes the key and lets that guy fall into the gullet or this, where he's like, no, no, I'm not done yet. And he climbs out of hell. Well, and that's so badass. What about that is because it's a nice throwback. Cause he, he, cause he, uh, Ares kills him and steals Pandora's box. And then, yeah, uh, uh, Kratos is going to hell and the captain from the boat from the beginning of the game is there trying, trying to not fall into the, the river sticks and Kratos just stabs him climbs up onto the thing and then kicks the captain off again. <laughs> ah, fuck. That's so bad. I totally forgot about that part. Like that's, yeah, yeah I love like, that. Not you. And that was the, <laughs> and those are the parts like that, like the part where you're in the rafters walking across where even though maybe they didn't handle perfectly, I really liked them because it just, it, it was, it was a change of pace and I enjoyed yeah. that it changed it up. So, um, yeah, man, by and large, I, I could see how if you played this back in 2005, you're like, that game is a masterpiece. Having played it now, I I think it's like, it's a great game that I thought was just very good because like, it, here's, everything else in this series is so much better. Right. Like it had everything uh, going against it for me and I still liked it a lot. I I just, it, yeah. I didn't think it was, you know, this masterpiece. I just thought it was fun. I'm, I'm super jacked to see what gear or gears. Uh, I do the amount of times I almost called it Gears of War while I was playing it for the first time was like I'm I'm excited to see what God of War 2 and 3 have in store just to see where the series goes Um, because at some point dude he has to at some point go from this new God who has all these powers and is uh, moved on from his dead wife and daughter to the guy living in the woods with his son in the PS4 game and I'm pumped to see how the fuck it gets there I, it's, yeah, you know what I mean. Like I'm, it's you've got my attention. Yeah, great first this, this game. Little, this game. One thing I like about this is, and Batch of Hole, he doesn't get redeemed. Is after he he does this, he kills Ares and everything, and then he goes to the guys. He's like, "All right, make my dreams go away." And they're like, "Ah, sucks to be you." Yeah, he <laughs> said we forgive you. We didn't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I don't." Give a fuck uh, about and then he goes to commit suicide, and there's a nice reference to it earlier because then you climb up the to that mountain before. It's got the, you know, Kratos has a forbidding feeling that he'll be here in the future. Yeah. And it's the cliff that he goes to, that he jumps off of. Uh, and then he gets, the gods are like, yeah, we need to do, we still need a God of War, so we're picking you. Yeah. And it, it, uh, it becomes, it's one of those, it's like, it's like, this is my blessing and my curse type thing. Like, that's what yeah. it becomes, which I like. I love that idea, so. Yeah. Um, and then I, I did like this one because they didn't, they didn't expect having a massive series. Uh, like after this one, it's like, you know, and, and humanity through the ages, whenever they would fight and it's got wars like right up to the modern area. Uh, and it's like, you know, they do it in the name of, of Kratos, God of war. Yeah. Uh, totally not what happens because, <laughs> you know, uh, but it's, it's neat. I always liked the, 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 uh, David Jaff, the guy that created it is his, his intended sequel uh was going to be kratos still at, like as the the greek god of war taking on all the other uh pantheons right 
Um, and then, but, uh, somebody else was put in charge and I think he ended up getting knocked off the project altogether. Right. And it went uh, a whole and, different direction. Yeah. I'm also, I'd, I'd be very fascinated to know why they decided to, cause I assume without spoiling anything, I assume God of War two and three play more like this one than they do like the PS4 version. Like my yeah, understanding. Yeah, the PS4 is completely unique, uh, in the series. Like a revamp of the series as it were. And I'm yeah, a little bit, the, the I wonder why they did that. Everything. Like, um, I wonder why they, uh, it's completely different. People, uh, were working on it for the most part for the PS4 one. Right. And they wanted it to be its own thing. Yeah. Like they, just... they didn't want to be a remake. They didn't want, you know, the same game all over again. Cause by the end of this, you have the three God of War one, two, and three. Uh, but then you've got, so God goes to Sparta and Ascension. And I know that chains of Olympus. Uh, from the PSP and the uh, Vita games yeah, that are all there. Um, so, I mean, at this point, you've got seven or eight games that are all basically the same gameplay. Yeah, but that's what I mean, so, though, is like, but they were successful, yeah. and you don't see a lot of games, I know like Breath of the Wild did it and stuff like that, but you don't see a lot of games have that much success, so, like, or a lot of franchises, pardon me, have that much success, and then suddenly just be like, no, we're going to just change everything. Um, but I find it interesting, because like, I thought God of War on the PS4 was a a masterpiece. Um, it, it absolutely is. Um, and this, was I, I know there's some people that think that the, the, this one is better than PS, the PS4 one. And I respect your opinions, but no, yeah, PS4 I, one, I, I it does a better board. story. It does better. You can move the camera for fuck's sake. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but like, I don't know. But having said all that, like I said, this, like, so we're going to, we'll score this thing. This is, fuck me. We, I didn't think we would go this long. This was fun. Um, how the fuck are we going to score this thing? Uh, God there's of War. 12 gods. Uh, there's 12 gods on Olympus. <laughs> I know you all have to take my word. I would have never known that, but sure. Okay. All right. So then was, that's a great, so we'll score it out of 12 gods. How many gods would you give the original God of War on the PS2? That's funny. Uh, I, I give it nine gods. Nine out of twelve. I couldn't tell you, I couldn't tell you what all twelve of them are. All right. uh, it's the uh, the the camera sucks. That fucking water puzzle sucks. Um, and it's there's nothing major that knocks it. It's just a bunch of little things. Yeah, agreed. the 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 boredom and and the battles, like it's just every they they take two steps forward and then they take two steps back and it. But it's it's still a good game. It's still fun. It's an awesome story. It started a massively awesome series. Uh, Kratos is a badass. Yes, he is. Kratos is a bad. I want Kratos in Smash. <laughs> like he's fucking. I, I, he's so badass. I want him in Smash Brothers so bad. Um, yeah, I'd probably go. Listen, before you get mad, like I'd probably give it like an eight out of twelve. But the thing is, is like for all you listening right now that are big God of War fans, that are like, how can you look at this game at eight out of twelve? Uh, take a genre that you don't like. And then imagine that at the end of that game, you were like, hey, I still liked that game. Despite the fact that it's a genre you don't particularly have much attachment to. That's how I would, that's like, I think that's like, I, I give this game a big compliment that literally nothing about this game interested me and I still had fun playing it. I just, I thought it overstayed its welcome a little. I thought the final boss was a fart. Um, and I, at times I found it a little bit frustrating. But, like, I don't regret playing it. Like, I'm glad I played it. I understand the hype around it. I'm like, that was cool. You've got a fan of me in the series. I can't wait to play the second and the third one. Um, 
just I, like this dude this game this game is now skyrocketed up the list of games that i want to see get a remake like a full-blown remake is this one like i would I, love yeah uh, like just fix all the issues yeah uh, you know, and, uh, it would be, it would be awesome. Yeah. Like I played the HD collection and I know that's like an upscaling of it, but I want like a full blown fucking ground up remake of this game. I think it'd be incredible yeah. because like there is, a, this is a really cool video game, but I can just imagine what they could do with it now. You know what I, And I, I doubt they'll do that because now they're working on, you know, Ragnarok and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, I'm impressed. I get it. I get the hype. I get everything about it. I hope I wasn't too hard on it, everybody, because... No, I, I was expecting... We talked about this a bit before we recorded, obviously, and uh, I was expecting you to be a lot harder on it well, after everything you were saying then. To be, to be honest with you, like, when I first finished it, I probably would have given it, like, a 6 or a 7 out of 12. Like, I thought it was, like... I was like, that was just... It was a very average game. But, like, it's been a, it's been a few weeks since I played it now, and I always think this is a big thing with video games is that, like, their lasting impression is a big deal. Because, like, I'm sure you're like this, too, and everyone listening is probably like this. I've had games where the minute I finished it, I was like, that might be the best video game I've ever played. And then after a few weeks, I'm like, ah, it was okay. Like, I don't really want to go back and play it again. And I've had other video games where I finish it, and I'm like, well, I don't know what the fuck the big deal was with that. But then the lasting impression is, like, I like it more now. And that's how I feel about this. Like, now that I've had a few weeks to kind of just let it marinate and sit in my brain a bit, I'm like, that was, you know what? Like, I have no regrets about playing it. I have more good memories than bad of playing it. I'm excited to play the future ones. And, like, I think that's about all you can ask for. Like, that's a passing grade in a game is that I look back and I'm like, I don't regret playing that. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah, I look back on it and I'm like, that was a fun video game. Like, I I never would have played it without this podcast. And I don't know if I'll ever play it again. But it's enough to, like, my foot's in the door now and now I got to play the other ones. So... Good for them. I liked it. Um, Daniel, thanks for giving me a call, and thanks for playing God of War. And Adam, thanks again for the gift, and thanks to everyone that voted for it. And uh, you guys have nailed it. There's been very few bad Patreon poll-winning games. Like, South Park fucking sucked. I knew that game sucked, but that game sucked. But I I can't think of another game that won the Patreon poll that I've really disliked Shaq so far. Shaq. Yeah, well, yeah, but that was that was on one where we knew it was going to suck. <laughs> Like that was yeah. the, that was the whole point of it. But like, dude, even just from the PS2, because I missed so many games on the PS2, because I kind of fell out of gaming at that point. And since this podcast launched, I've played God of War, Bully, uh, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, which I know isn't PS2, but it's from the PS2 era. And those are all like I love all four of the. Well, I don't love God of War, but I loved Bully. I loved Kotor. I really liked San Andreas, and I liked God of War. And I'm like, dude. There's some great games from this era that I missed out on, and it's really cool getting to go back and play them for the first time. And certain aspects of them age horribly, but there are certain aspects of them that have aged better than you would think. Like, I thought this was... Granted, again, I played the HD collection, but my understanding, like you said, is that like they basically just upscaled the, the resolution. Like, the game plays almost identical to how it would have played in the first version. And I was pretty surprised. I was like, this was like, yeah. The PS2, like, I... like. As I play these games, I get why it has the legacy that it does. Because I've never been a big PS2 fan. But as I play some of these games, I'm like, man, there was some fucking bangers on that console, dude. Holy Christ. And PS2 is a stepping stone. Yeah, it really was. It's it's There's a reason it's the best-selling system ever. And part yeah. of that is games like this. So, um, The other part DVD player. The DVD. Oh, the DVD player was... That's why I bought one. <laughs> was the DVD player and Twisted Metal Black. But... 
We'll talk about that another time. Uh, buddy, thanks for giving me a call. Thanks for guiding me through God of War because if I had tried to do this alone, I probably would have completely embarrassed myself more than I already did. So thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Uh, no problem, buddy. Have a good one. that's going to do it for this week's episode. Daniel, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking a little bit, a lot of bit of God of War with me and to every single one of you listening right now, whether you agree with my opinions, disagree with my opinions, hate me, love me, whatever, you downloaded the podcast and listen to it. And for that, you'll always be a fucking hero in my book. Thank you so, so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, if you like the show, if you like the last 161 of these fucking things, uh, consider throwing us a couple of bucks on Patreon, literally a couple, $2, and you're going to get two additional podcasts every week, instant access to over 100 bonus podcasts, access to our Discord, you can write in and play Play One, Remake One, Erase One, and all those other things, you can DM with me, you'll get a shout out on the show, about the best value you're ever going to find, for only $2, patreon.com slash remember the game, I'm just one guy, trying my best to make a podcast, uh, competing against the heavyweights, and I'm independently, you know, blah, 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 blah. The support really helps me. So thank you all very, very much for that. And uh, don't, forget, don't forget, you can check out our merchandise at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. We also have a P.O. Box there. It is P.O. Box 69181, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V1G7. Shoot me a postcard or letter, something little. Let me know you're listening. Let me know where you're listening. I'll shoot you a postcard back. We'll be best friends. That's the fun stuff. That's how it works. And uh, I'm on Twitch. I stream every Tuesday night. We play Tetris 99. Other than that, I just hop on there whenever I want. I actually was building Lego on there last week. It was a lot of fun. Uh, look for Member the Game on Twitch. It's free. I don't even have subs and stuff activated anymore. I'm not looking to take more of your money. Just a way for me to hang out with her. I just, I just like our community. I mean, most of you. There's three of you I fucking can't stand, but you three know who you are. And so it's a chance for me to hang out with you guys. Uh, and that'll do it for this week's episode, episode 161 of Remember the Game. We have some big episodes coming up. I'll be out with Game Patch on Friday. I'll be out with Expansion Pass on Sunday. Rambling Idiot on Thursday for those of you that are at those other levels. And uh, just go to the Patreon page. You'll see all that stuff, okay? Thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you again soon. Uh, I got no funny way to end this. So I'm just going to go to the Patreon shoutouts. Cheers, everybody. Thank you. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I turn out every week without all of your support. So I'd like to take a quick moment to thank everyone that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game. So a huge thank you to Dave, Makeshift, Mallow Money, Todd, Joe Buck, Ben Drinkin, Sharonic, Andre, Stupid Monkey, Freezer Burnt, Tyler, Michael Mathis, Fake McHugh, Joshua Shenfield, Jeffrey Mathis, Keegs and His Stupid Arrow Handle, Gin and Chris, James Clark, Robert Lippa, Sean Razine, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Joe Gillespie, Nathan Warzica, Ashley Cronenbitter, Ben Bouillou, Slick Rick, Evan Refuse, Doug Dorn, Chris Flurry, Josh Morgan, Charlie Madero, Scott V, Rex Sheldon, Andrew Wright, Gary C, Divalk, Luca, Kate Roberts, They Call Me Badger, Joe Mack, Desert Tortoise, Jordan, Dylan, Do How, Kevin Hufford, Jason Cortez, The Good Enough Gamer, Fraser Burns, Brian McKay, Alex Martinez, April Sane, Nick Sills, Vladstein, Kyle Paul, Mark 209, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Matt Brown, Ben Boucher, Adam Anderson, Aaron Cuphall, Dan T, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Mackenzie Wheeler, Brandon O'Brien, Chris Campbell, Chuck Schlarp, Wyman Brooks, Yamcha, Scott Brooks, Leon K, Adam O'Sharello, Dario Omen, Stitch, Aaron Lawson, Miklos Blackshaw, The T Word, 
Word, Michael Haig, Mr. Nick, Matt McLean, Brian Ransom, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, White Burrow, Chris Knife 007, Nathan Tremblay, Mark Jones, A-Town, Andre SGA Flash, Brian Medeiros, Tom Kite, Danny Vega, David Ray, Geek Life Radio, Morgan, Ryan Yeager, John Quack, Zane Donovan, Adam J, S2S, Jerbear, Arpad Bodos, Ryan Kinchin, Tommy Reynolds, Defunct Mike Maloney, Christopher Russell, Ryan Bayshore, Retro Ghosty Ghost, X Water, Vincent L, Very Cool Dude, Jay Clutch, Starl Probin, Tim Riel, The Giraffe, Jared, PB McFadden, G9PSX, Tim L, Dominic S. Thompson, Martin Greenwood, Wolverine Films, Peeves, Silver Grunion, Mr. Satan, Raging Demon, Poops Loomis, 8 Bit Bovey, Pat Duddy, MPG and Buffalo, James Anderson, Amy Gillen, Dana Wuchrall, That One Kid Nick, Potato Bob Guy, Mad Shibs, Mercury869, Derek Jane, Rodrigo Tomazzi, Kelly, Jesse Clark, Pi Messiah, Sean Clifford, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, Bracken Newcomb, Zootroy, Mfelf, A Novel Console, Kfabe5150, Example Text, AJ Jones, AJ Freeman, JB Retromania, Ferdy Martinez, Troy Zuniak, Brendan Hine, Boognish, Wolfgang Darren, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Mr. Me, Seekso 406, Derpamus Prime, Seriously Ron P, Sam Wright, Retro Bismol, Andy Hudson, John Byrne 86, Joshua Davis, Stefan Fukasawa, Thor the Hammered, Kinslayer, Rogue Agent, Jafar McJr, Mega Man 2 OG, Good A, Goth C, Dane, Aaron Baker, Lord Finish, K Jam, Chris Coplin, Spencer C. Weiss, Mandingo, Cody Poland, J McC, or JMC, Fuck, here we go. Logan Hale, Doogie, Matt McLean, Pizza Power, Super Nintendo Dudes, Nathan Freak, Mike Burks, Trevor Sevenoaks, Ryan McCowan, Kerry Waka Waka, Fob, Paul Zoe, Magic, Wolf Magic K21, Johnny CCDC, CCDC, holy Christ, I suck at this. Joel LeBlond, Raul Aguar, I worked at Subway, David Phillips, Corey Street, Gary Heather, Carmichael Nicholas, Squints, John DeShazo, Tent Sparkster, Omega 88, Swedish Fish, Nathaniel Shelley, Explode Processing, Tim Chambo, Chowdy Laudy, Joseph Gonzalez, Lee Spilling, Dan Wagner, Daniel McKee, Candido, K Cuz, Guest House Productions, Bones 02, S2 Von 5000, Titan 420, Jose E. Marco, Seth Mayfield, Tom Calvert, Chris Freeman, Kyle Bolton, Scarlet, Zonko 504, Lee Sparks, A Sharp J, Oprah's Iron Fist, Tom Maya, Adam Ferrer, Russell Aldridge, Chris Dory, Classic Crusade, Big G, Astral Soul, Shannon Willis, Scott Roseberry, Karth from KOTOR, Sean Radford, Chance McCoy, Josh Valentini, Hammond Agger, Ronnie Sachs, my name is Adam and Mega Man sucks. Jeff Bergeron, Adam, or Ian Watts, Dale Baker, Joe Kirby, Captain N, Owen the Game Furchuck, Super Dave, Plucky Beast, Broken Spoilers, Harmony, Harmonies David, Game Nomad Misi, Tristan, Jerry Robinson, Emily Luna, Kenneth Michael Brown, Leigh Evans, Daniel Stidham, Darth Obvious, Master Boyg, Leon Nabskog, Trapper Keeper 1000, Daniel, Astro Alpica, Rob Strothman, Ryan Groinus, Kaiser Dragon, Pee Pee Poo Poo Cuckoo Pants, Kyle Dodd, Jared Bushlin, Stu Bergerick, Eden Awaits 1981, Tunable Power, Borrow, The Gray Bearded One, Dan Taylor, Swanee, Hayes 87, Lukey Mole, Danny Proudfoot, Tom Danks, John Woodruff, Angel Cortez, Dusty Salad, Chris Meisner, Randy Barrage, Neo Nevis, Andy Spillin, Brian Spritzer, Michael Clark, Chalupa Cabra, Thomas Simmons, Sean Byron, Rocker Dude, Saskatchewan River Pirate, What Great Gaming, Mikey NL83, I Am the Mutt, Juga, Brian Sherborne, Joseph Chimp. Petty, 
Adam Fisher, Adam Stank, Generic Schilling, Noop Q, G Virus 88, Beth, Rob Kinsley, Benny MB, Shadow Annex 626, Vomit the Soul, Strife 89, Thermopolis, Paul Rakowski, Liam, Micah Veal, Chris Daniels, Gareth Dunn, Matt, Denzalo, Evan, King Caruso 64, David Deegan, Michael Bayshore, Eric Chavinius, Matthew and Jules Forever, Holmes, Ryan Gibbons, Dan S., Adam Goldstein, Beagle the Butch, Austin Yurisetti, Matt High, Nemo Sandoval, Matthew Centrone, and Noah Bleem. Fuck, I suck at this. But either way, thank you all so much. If I mispronounced your name, consider it a badge of honor. I appreciate the support. I'll talk to you again next week. Cheers.